0: Good morning. Welcome into Cancel This. It is May 11th on a Thursday, kind of our show before the show, get in a few minutes. Um, Kind of set the mood, set the tone, hope everybody's doing all well, doing right today. Um, Lizzie is on the chat line as always. We love her. Nobody does it better than she does on several platforms. Good morning, Kim and Karen. Love to see you guys that jump in early when we get a chance um, to talk, catch up a little bit. just doing some final show prep for today. Um, I can tell you this. We were trying to do a flat earth segment tomorrow for our conspiracy theory Friday. Dude, my dude disappeared on me. <laughs> I can't get he's not responding. Maybe he got abducted by aliens. Maybe
1: what? Maybe he got abducted by aliens.
0: Yeah. Um Tabitha said it was funny, I told her this. Last night. She's like, maybe he fell off the edge of the earth. I was like I was like, that's funny. That's right. Like Tabitha, that's funny. She made me laugh. Um hi Tabitha. Tabitha's walking into the studio too as we get ready to get set today on (laughs) the flat earth. The flat earth. Yeah. But then um this morning, talking about TV shows or sitcoms, we've talked so many times, and people have obviously The Simpsons and everything that they predicted, but TV shows and sitcoms that were years before something actually happening. Did you see the chat line this morning yet? No. Lizzie and Alex are on it. Um, Very much on it. Very, very, very much on it. Uh, Good morning, Angie, Tim, and Paul. Um, Because this whole Trump situation, this woman that came after him and accused him.
2: She is a a lunatic. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Did you see the good morning, did, Sherry?
2: Did you see the video of her? Her interview with uh oh, what's the guy the the guy from CNN, Anderson Cooper? No. Oh, she is a complete complete lunatic and I, I don't say those things lightly.
0: Well, this was a law and order SVU segment. Her case with Trump was a <laughs> law and order seven years before, allegedly. So good morning, Annette and Kimberly, as we get said. It's just
2: well, he cut the interview off. It was literally that crazy because she said, well, <laughs> most people consider rape to be physical. Yeah. And she's like, this wasn't sexual at all. That's what I said last week. Yeah, but, you, but we were talking, whenever somebody said that last week, it was somebody on the comment line, we were talking about Tara Reed, the woman who accused Biden, not the woman who no. accused Trump. Not yeah. what you're saying. But yeah, like, no, the I,
0: the I watched side. part of that interview yeah, with, and so the with in, Anderson.
2: The person who said that rape is sexy, that is... that is uh, the. The woman who's accusing Trump, not Biden.
0: Gotcha. Um,
2: she's crazy. I mean, she's clear. <laughs> Anderson Cooper knew she was
0: crazy. <laughs> Good morning, Heather. To uh, Lizzie, how are you doing? Yeah, just, just fascinating. Um, by the way, I don't know if you were here yesterday on our show before the show. I was like, yeah, you were. When I was talking about my son making eggs.
2: Yes, because
0: it's his it's finals easy week in a senior making and
2: scrambled eggs is an art.
0: He two days in a row. So he made them two days in a row. Now, if is he, he can, stirring? Yes, he's doing it. He said, Dad, I even whisked it. And I was like, what? You know what the whisk is? Now, but there is a second part to this.
2: Stir. No. Stir. Stir. That's the key. Cleaning the freaking pan when he's oh, done. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've seen two, I've never been more happy to see a dirty pan in my life than to know, hi, Jerry, uh, that he's- uh, Does he
2: put cheese in them?
0: He has not advanced to that stage yet, (laughs) but he may advance to the stage of omelet making. Who knows? Maybe someday.
2: Uh, It's easier to make an omelet than it is to make good scrambled eggs.
0: Because you just flip it. That's right. Yeah, I agree. I I totally agree with you on that. Um, Yeah, I mean.
2: There's a reason why chefs teach their students how to scramble eggs first. Because I had it there, no idea. It is not easy. It's not easy to I don't make think good that. scrambled eggs. I mean, there's a difference between anybody can scramble some eggs up, but there's a difference between making them the proper way, which it sounds like he's doing.
0: I wonder, but isn't that kind of like beauties in the eye of the beholder? Well, they're supposed
2: to be, well, no, they're supposed to be very fluffy and creamy. Mine <laughs> end up not being that way.
0: <laughs> Mine are hard and heavy. I Mine get it. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hard to heavy. I
2: have a machine that does it for me now.
0: What do you mean you have a machine? <laughs> that cooks I, eggs?
2: Yeah, I have a little egg, this little egg dealie, and it cooks in, in omelets. You can you can make it do any kind of egg dish you want.
0: Interesting. Very easy.
2: Poaches, uh, scrambles.
0: Had no idea. The things you learn wise. on Cancel This.
2: I have a kitchen appliance for everything.
0: <sighs> Can't complain with that. Just not enough counter space. Hey, you're a... Before we get the show... You've always been a crime guy. What about Jorn Vandersloot? Did you see that? He's being extradited to the United States. <laughs> Jorn Vandersloot with Natalie Holloway?
2: That guy is as guilty as guilty gets. But
0: I, he's being extradited, I mean, not on her case, but I think yeah, on a separate case.
2: I'm sure. The, I wouldn't be surprised if he has killed multiple people in his lifetime before he got caught. Because we know he killed the, the girl that came into his room that was kind of trying to spy on him, which morning, is how Kim. he ended up in prison.
0: It just it's just interesting how things can come full circle eventually. That's eventually. Right.
2: You cannot run and hide from the I mean law. that goes
0: all the way back, I think, to two thousand five. I believe so. With Natalie Holloway. So I mean just
2: And you know, if there's anyone who deserves <clears throat> a torturous prison sentence, it's him because of the things that he did to her family and her friends and afterwards you the mean haunting yeah. that he did. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I mean people screw up. We screw up that that's murder. Well, you don't diff- screw up in murder. And people. murder once again, murder's different. And then to taunt after murder, I mean, ugh, oh, Jerry says, "Add a cup full of cider vinegar, off to side of scrambled eggs, and slowly incorporated in." I don't know mine. about that,
2: Jerry, but it's I yummy. Don't know about that, that I have one
0: thing I've mean. learned in life is all of our taste buds are really different. It's you,
2: I put hot sauce in mine. Yeah, yeah, and had, a lot yeah. of pepper.
0: I had a. The freshman son used to eat salsa for breakfast. Like when he was two years old, he started. I was like, what the hell is wrong with that kid?
2: Nothing better than a breakfast burrito.
0: (laughs) It's like. uh, Just not McDonald's. I'll do do eggs. I'll do chips and salsa.
2: (laughs) But that's like me. I don't like breakfast. My son, it's his favorite food is breakfast. He could eat breakfast all day and all night. I never eat breakfast. Never. I will eat like chili in the morning or pizza or
0: AJ something. Hi, crew. Yeah, we'll whatever. talk a little bit about the the Trump. Did you see Trump on CNN? or any of the I clips did not of have it yet? I had to work. Yeah, but I, I'm sure it was phenomenal. He told the reporter right off the bat that she was nasty. Because I mean, she. I mean, I hope we have a clip of that. <laughs> she was nasty. It's just when you get treated. Uh, we'll get into it. Hi, Heather. Hi, Angie. Anyway, um, we'll get right into it. Um, We'll start the uh, the show right now. We appreciate you guys jumping on the show before the show. Go ahead, please share, like, subscribe, do all of that. Um, we'll start it right now and get going. Hey guys, welcome to Cancel this, Cancel this, show.com Good morning, Joe. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great. How about yourself? All right, all right, all right. He's Pro here, Joe. isn't he?
2: He keeps coming back every day.
0: Yeah, Pro Joe's
2: in
1: the house. But today I was here a little early, but yeah.
0: Well, he set up a new laptop. Which was very, very nice We'll see what's going on with that coming up Because we've got uh, Vance Crow in at 830 I really think you guys are going to enjoy this interview I do, I really, really do Um, Vance Crow with Legacy Interviews He's got this cool business too That he's videotaping And capturing, recording Moments with families Mm. And elder ones and families So that you have those for the rest of your life Fantastic business Sounds
2: amazing Yeah. I wish I would have met him a couple years ago
0: um, oh yeah, no, I hear you. Um, but he was also hired by Monsanto to teach millennials or to win millennials over to pesticides. We'll get into all that. Does he still work at Monsanto? No, I didn't think so. No, he doesn't. Well, you can <laughs> say that to him and ask him. Otherwise, he
2: wouldn't still be he wouldn't be on the show. I'm assuming.
0: Well, no, he's not with Monsanto. I told, he's uh, he does this business legacy interviews. Um, He'll get into what's happening with the cattle herd, why egg prices are up. And of course, why, why
2: Monsanto is jo- trying to kill us.
0: No, Monsanto and Jordan Peterson working, to, Jordan Peterson and Monsanto together now. Um, that's where people go, oh, okay. I can't wait to hear it. I know.
2: You have to hear it to believe it.
0: So anyway, we'll get into all that today. Look forward to, and he has his own podcast as well. Excellent. And he's a uh, national speaker, does all kinds of speaking engagements. So that's kind of, so Joe, want to make sure he looks as good as he can while our laptop is being prepared. And repaired. Okay, it is canceled this cancel the show.com Monday through Friday, 8 to 10 AM Central. And all the time on our website, you can go there. Check out our partners as always. We appreciate that. Um, the advertisers, we appreciate your donations, um, letting people know about what we are, who we do, uh, things with, and also, besides the interview with Vance today, um, we've got to get into this. I mean, Trump on CNN. He said they made him an offer he couldn't refuse. I don't know what that means, uh, but you know they're trying to capitalize on the whole Fox situation because the ratings there continue to tumble. We also got more words on Tucker Carlson yesterday. Maybe not Twitter where he's going, and maybe something else. I, I don't know. But we also are being told by Fox. Well, we're being allegedly he was told why he was quote fired. That's interesting. Might have something to do with voting.
2: Gee, really. <laughs> What a surprise uh, that would be to all of us.
0: Yeah, so um, we'll get into all of that, too. Title 42, getting ready to close down in about, I don't know, 14 and a half hours, 15 hours, something like that. Is it going to make a difference?
2: Oh, my gosh. It's going to be an Josh
0: Hawley was on. An onslaught. U.S. Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri was on last night with Laura Ingram. He was outstanding. He's like, "It's going to hit your community. Just wait, things are going to change." It's, so
2: it's already here. And you know, we're, we don't. We're not going to talk about it today, but at some point, we need to talk about Operation Last Mile. We brought it up with Attorney General Andrew Bailey yesterday. It's something we really need to do a deep dive on at some point because it shows the extent that these cartels has have infiltrated our own area, right here in the St. Louis area across missouri into the metro east thousands of arrests you know all the traffic thing that takes place right here in our own community and trust me if it's here in st louis it is in your town too
0: and we're also going to get into missouri with a gender um reassignment surgery block and trans athletes we'll get into it we'll talk about it all it is cancel dot here's a look at some of our partners
2: You've waited, and now it's here, the unveiling of the latest Carroll House lifestyle collections.
3: Oh yeah, and service. He
2: says-
0: Five three, or find her online at experience-re.com Hey guys, welcome back to Cancel This, CancelTheshow.com. I'm Vic Faust with Tap of the Hassle. Uh, Eric Johnson en route. Lizzie Sparks running the chat line, as she always does. Multiples at the same time. She's at home today doing that. Pro Joe's in the house and coming up in about, I don't know, 20 minutes or so. We've got Vance Crow. Uh, You won't want to miss his interview. Interesting, interesting, interesting talk about uh, uh, the company that he has. Ag, anything with his experience working with Monsanto. Uh, Lizzie says, all hinges off. Uh, Real quick, thing I wanted to talk about was the whole Donald Trump last night on CNN. I think it's fascinating for our viewers, our listeners. um, Who goes into CNN with a no-holds-barred interview? Donald Trump does. That's right. 45 does. I think Joe Biden would accept an interview on... OAN, Newsmax, it's not Fox. even.
2: It's not even about where, when he accept man. an interview
0: with CNN. When he <laughs>
2: accept an interview, period. I would love to see Biden just sit down and answer questions because he's not cognitively able to
0: do so. Uh, Trump talked about a variety of subjects. Um, the indictment, or the actual, not indictment, but the uh, being found guilty, which he's appealing, broke that whole situation down, explaining he never knew this woman and her credibility doesn't even seem like it's all that great. Not, I mean, not at all. That's the first part. The second part of that whole situation, he was talking about Title 42 ending and how lives are going to change in the United States. He broke it down. I mean, you see a leader, you see a flat out leader compared to what we've had. And that's what I mean. It's sad. And then the, the female who did the interview, she was average um, and over her head. Um, our chat line is all about how great Trump was, how he did everything that he did. Uh, it, he, he was fantastic. He controlled the audience. He controlled her. Um, Jerry Singleton from the line uh, said that he pulled out the transcript of his last speech on J6, and she S-T-F-U and changed the subject.
2: (laughs) I bet she did.
0: (laughs) I bet she did. Made her looked and sound uh, cupcaked, so to speak. But it is interesting when you look at everything that happened with that. That's what a leader does. A leader goes out. A leader challenges. A leader leads. A leader takes the blows, takes the arrows, and doesn't sit back. And that's what happened. Um, You know, CNN, crew says CNN thought that they're see you next Tuesday Was arrogant and disgusting enough to get under Trump's skin? It was masterful. Now imagine Biden trying to answer his town hall questions. He
2: couldn't even answer. Like what his favorite ice cream and color are. I I know. That would be about the only thing he could answer. And and even that, he probably wouldn't even be able to find his way in the room or out of the room. He would have no idea who's interviewing him. And we see when he's answering questions for the press or just your random people. You hear people in the background say, don't answer that. You know, walk away. (laughs) And then he answers anyway. Grab him by the
0: elbow. Pull him this way.
2: Well, last Uh, week, didn't he just say Obama was the worst president ever? And we got to make sure Obama's not elected again. And he meant, of course, to say thing. He meant Trump,
0: but he said Obama. But he said
2: Obama. I mean, the guy is off his rocker. Jerry also says
0: uh, he crushed it, ran circles around that chick. Uh,
2: I wouldn't want to go up against Trump if I didn't, if I weren't on the same side.
0: Jerry says he should be a dog trainer because he led her around by a leash. <laughs> kind of <laughs> harsh, but hey, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, Drew says, "What a disaster. Of course, he thought that he was very, very bad last night. I, I disagree. Drew
2: also voted for, for Biden. When you though.
0: hear, OK,, hear, when you hear the name Trump, what word comes to mind? For me, it's leader. I hear Trump. If somebody said what word?
2: America first?
0: That's two words. Yes. So America
2: but they belong together. We'll put a hyphen between
0: them. No, that's cheating. One <laughs> word, Tabitha.
2: America. We'll just leave it at America okay. then.
0: Projo?
1: I'll keep my, I, I don't, I can't think of anything. Okay. Well, that's, that's fine. I thought
0: word. you were going to say I something.
1: I thought about it, but I, I, I can't think of a word that associates with them. See, I'm not exact. I, I, we don't
0: need to right. talk about this. That's all right. <laughs> okay. We Joe. didn't want to make you feel uncomfortable. I'm sorry, my friend. Anyway, uh he did <laughs> Drew says liar <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate your humor, your humor and your comedy as it is but anyway uh, in the in the grand scheme of things where everything has gone from media fox cnn you have Donald Trump who many still feel should be the president or is the acting president Sitting there doing an interview in a town hall on CNN. Uh, I tried to find the ratings this morning. I could not find the ratings yet.
2: Well, well, they won't be. You c- couldn't trust them probably anyway. I don't know.
0: They, they may be Maybe. as fast as Fox is falling. Fox is falling, but where they're really, really falling is in their key demos. If you break down the key demos, that's where they are getting hit the hardest. Last Friday, I think they had like 800,000 people. Now, it's a Friday night. That's not a heavily watched night for television, but still down to 800,000 people in their key demo? That's terrible.
2: Now, why did CNN allow this town hall basically with Trump? Why did they allow it? For ratings, clearly, for money. Like I said, they've been been telling some more right-leaning stories lately, reporting more news than some others. I've actually caught them reporting more truthful news than Fox National at times. Do you think they have finally realized that we are the majority... And that the ratings and the money lie with us.
0: They do, they do one hundred percent, wholeheartedly. The entire situation. Um, so I their, just, ra- their
2: ratings have been tanking
0: completely. Tell Oh yeah, they've been tanking,
2: and, I, and they know that nobody likes Don Lemon, nobody likes Anderson Cooper, no, no one likes their hosts, no one likes Cuomo.
0: All I'm saying with this whole situation, congratulations to Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, whether you respect him or not, whether you believe he did something in the nineties with some woman that all of a sudden comes out and says this, uh, that he did this and he did that. The bottom line is you have to, and I shouldn't say you have to, but if you don't respect a man for coming out on CNN who has done nothing but try to crush him from the first moment he arrived on scene and he sits there with their chosen female anchor or reporter interviewer and takes questions the last time we had anybody do that was Donald Trump Joe Biden doesn't do it you're not going to see any leadership from him and every democrat you know I'm right you know I'm talking to you you may not admit it but you know when you look in the mirror that you know that what we're saying is right Joe Biden doesn't. He doesn't answer questions. The first president in history that's been like this. And you know he stumble around, but the pride, the anger, the hate against Trump for some people would still be enough to vote for a man like Joe Biden just because you hate Donald Trump so much.
2: And so many people did.
0: And do. I know conservatives
2: who voted for Biden because and do. they hated Trump. it makes
0: me really mad anyway uh the second part of that whole situation that became a big story then we also start to hear now allegedly allegedly a fox board member told tucker carlson why he was quote fired it had everything to do with the dominion lawsuit settlement what does that mean i don't know it's all speculation on our part but there are about five or six things we all thought it could have been I've thought from the get-go it had to deal with Dominion. It, I, I did, I did, I did, because that is such a massive case. And when you start talking about billions of dollars affecting companies, I don't care how rich you are. I don't care how rich Rupert Murdoch is. I don't care how great Fox has done. When you have to start settling lawsuits, rightly so or wrongly so, it becomes about money. And who knows what, quote, the Dominion people were demanding with settlements, There's a lot of things that happen behind the scenes.
2: Absolutely. And, and now Fox has issued some type of inquiry. I'm not sure if you saw that. To find out who in Dominion leaked Tucker Carlson's private text. That's the problem. It was a leak. The, that information was never meant to be public. But that, those texts
0: were leaked. Well, here's the thing, though. They can blame each other. But number one, the information... This is why I don't think this ever goes to court. My humble opinion, it does not see court... Fox does not want to take this to court because they did not operate. And all these contracts have a good faith operation. They did not operate in good faith Correct. operation. Whatever that contract is, they effed up. They did. They I, There is no way in hell this goes to a court. No way. I do not see this happening. So with that being said, I do think you'll hear Tucker Carlson speaking sooner rather than later. Well, he'll be on, on the pl- But see, but that's the other thing. I don't know. Do we really know that it's Twitter now?
2: Yeah, he said he made the announcement. That didn't he make the announcement that it was going to be on Twitter? Well,
0: then I thought there were some other things that were happening too. But that doesn't
2: mean he can't do more than one thing because he's not going to have somebody a messaged me
0: yesterday and said, Twitter. "Look out for Blaze TV." And I'm like, "What?" There's so many damn rumors thrown out about Tucker Carlson now.
2: There are, but Tucker gave the, the we watched the video where he talked about Twitter and how he's doing a Twitter show straight from him. But that doesn't mean he can't do other things.
0: Um, so you have Fox continuing to fall. Um, yeah, Sherry says some other platforms banned Tucker, so he's not around. Um, and you know,
2: did you know this is a new thing with Twitter that we could even approach Twitter and potentially do a Twitter show? Yeah, it's something they just started a couple months ago. I just,
0: our listeners, one of our listeners, you're right on top of it, aren't you? (laughs) No, I'm not. I wish I was on top of it. One of our listeners uh messaged me about that because they were asked, Well, why aren't you guys? I'm like, We are on Twitter.
2: We're on Twitter, and but we know, haven't
0: done any produ- we haven't done any promotion. And you there. have
2: to be approved. You know, back when we first started the show, I sent in for <laughs> our, <laughs> yeah, our approval. Yeah, thing. We, we, Maybe one day we'll get it. We were canceled
0: from the start. <laughs> Not <laughs> no. going to happen. It
2: just takes their their platform is new, so it's taking them time to get shows up and running. But we are we are in there. Our name is in the box.
0: Uh, Lizzie, who runs all the live chat, uh, she's at home today, and we appreciate the job Lizzie does. Uh, chimed in and said. Tucker was mad he couldn't play the January 6th videos.
2: As he should be mad.
0: And by the way, coming up in the nine o'clock hour, we'll talk about what happened at the Missouri Capitol yesterday regarding the blocking of transgender reassignment surgery for kids. Her nephew, Justin Sparks, who we had on the show, which sparked the viral video that went national when a fellow African-American representative um, started calling out his ethnicity and how black he really was because of some votes that he did. And of course he put her right back in her place. Uh, He was involved with this situation that's going on, certainly making a name for himself in the Missouri legislature, being a young up and coming attorney. So I know you get excited about that. Congratulations, Lizzie, because that was legislation that he was involved with uh, at the state Capitol and told us what he was going to do it. Uh, Glenn Thompson says value attainment. Offered Tucker hundred million dollars. I did see that.
2: Uh, I did not see that. I don't yeah. even know who. And
0: value came out last week and offered him that. It who wasn't. Are they? Um, they they do a lot of things. Hmm. So they oh. own a bunch of different companies. So uh, Glenn also says Patrick bet David. Um, anyway, all those things starting to happen and go down. I'm very curious what's going to happen with. Um, The Tucker situation, it just yesterday was the first time that we heard any sort of news that quote, yes, Fox, a Fox executive reportedly saying he was fired and fired because of the Dominion lawsuit settlement. That would be no surprise. It is what it is. You move forward and you see what happens, but we're going to continue to get those updates. The bottom line, that's kind of a free for all right now when it comes to those ratings and watching and uh, out of all the places, Trump goes to CNN. I still think somebody in his group, told him he needed to be on CNN. That maybe he could reach a different audience that he already had. Maybe. That maybe he's worried. I, I'm I'm speculating that maybe he's worried.
2: Was he paid to go on? Was he paid for the town hall?
0: Quote, talk? I got an offer I could not refuse. Okay, there we go. But he's not a man that's moved by money.
2: I would bet, no, he's not. But I would bet you that CNN probably paid him because they need the ratings. They need, they need They need conservative viewers. They used to have conservative viewers until so many of us realized what was going on over at CNN. Uh, the,
0: the fact that Donald Trump is doing well, or at least he was, we'll see if any new ratings come out with the ABC pollsters and so forth after his, quote, guilty uh, verdict in a civil case where they said he did not rape this woman. The only thing that they could said is there might have been evidence in their minds in a liberal New York jury <laughs> that forcible contact occurred. Uh, I don't believe it for one. <laughs> back second. in the 90s, if well, any of that seconds. changed. Now, the hardcore Democrats, the hardcore liberals really, really want that to make a difference. Oh, that's going to kill them. No, it's
2: not. It's not going to it's make, not. even if it were true, it wouldn't make any difference whatsoever. Because we know Biden raped someone. Tara Reid's going to come out and
0: testify. Well, we can't him. say we know that.
2: Well, we know based on her testimony. When somebody testifies
0: under oath that they were raped. Well, so did the yes, woman against Trump. Him. But she did. But that's, we can have
2: our opinion, but then we have what the law says. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah I'm taking what the law says. I get it. Um, so I, it's not. I don't think it's going to even be a ripple for Donald Trump after this. But he's arguably the most popular man in America. I mean, he is, and Tucker Carlson these days, for that matter.
2: I mean, don't most of us? Let's just be honest here with Trump. You know, I love Trump. I've met him. I. I worked as his little campaign girl Hell, back in s- I know. the year two thousand you said you'd ride his little you
0: said you'd like to ride his little dinghy no, too no, no, no. that I was t- your quote
2: I was talking about the boat that goes to the big boat.
0: I know um, but you said you'd ride his little oh, dinghy. Stop
2: I was talking about a boat. But okay. it, but whenever I whenever I met him I presented him with a Trump for president two thousand button back in the day. And you know, very super nice guy. He doesn't drink so you can't say mm. well he was out on a bender and molested this girl in a bathroom stall. And I don't know the guy. I can't attest to his how he is with women and if somebody said well trump groped a woman in the bathroom stall i would believe it because it it makes sense to me but does it mean i wouldn't vote for him no because he still had the best policies this country could have and look at all the prior presidents look at jfk and the affairs that he had which are so well known you know look at look at most clinton and everything he does also impeached and guess what people still voted for him
0: todd says the cnn audience which he watched last night was on Trump's side, surprisingly. And that was a CNN audience. Very interesting when that thing happens. So keep in mind, when all this stuff starts to shake out, who is willing, who is ready to go into the lion's den? It was Donald Trump. He went into the lion's den last night. And in this day and age, where politicians, including Republicans, this is cancel this, we call it all out, who won't do interviews, who won't go in front of the media because they feel it's good for their, quote, campaigns. And campaign managers are now advising both Republicans and Democrats on this strategy. And by the way, did you know that there are now... (gasps) This is gonna blow your mind. Well, it shouldn't blow your mind. There are now um, study groups where campaign managers are going to conferences on how to handle these sorts of situations in the media. Now, there's always been... Um, groups and lawyers who take care of PR when it comes to crisis management, when it comes to those sorts of situations. But now, uh, because I know somebody who does it, they're teaching the younger campaign managers how to avoid media. Imagine that. No, it's one thing to get in the media. You need to use the media for your side. You do. You have to get recognized. But then there's also an art now to staying out of the media at the right times. And nothing like, wrong with that <laughs> and there's a lot of money that's changing hands when it comes to the the PACs and teaching campaigns and politicians how to jump in jump out jump over here go over there um it, it's just fascinating which unfortunately um it adds more scrutiny to politics <laughs> anyway, uh this is cancelthiscancelthisshow.com here coming up in just a couple minutes. Uh we got Vance Curran. Uh we've been pro- promoting him all week. Can't wait to have him on. Um introduce him. By the way, as we have him on today, if you have questions, let us know. I'll try to write those down because he's going to cover a variety of topics. Super intelligent guy. Uh has lived uh what two or three lives already, Vance, at a at a younger age, right at the end of the cusp of that millennial age and yeah, you can come on studio whenever you want. Um, But it's fascinating. And that's why we want to hear what he has to say today. We'll get into all these subjects that we talked about. Um, I'll just go ahead and do the introduction now. Yeah, you can stand, you can sit, whatever's comfortable to you, bud. Um, We've got Vance Crow on the show. I'll do a little bit of an introduction. Vance, uh, at one point in time, worked for Monsanto and had one of the coolest yet most, uh, in my opinion, complicated jobs (laughs) that you could have. Joe, we had a little bit of buzz all of a sudden that came in. Mm. Um, But anyway, um, you worked, he worked for Monsanto and he traveled the country to try to teach millennials about pesticides. And, you know, let's get to the bottom of this, why it would work, why it wouldn't, those sorts of things. And then the other situation with that is the fact that now he runs a company called Legacy Interviews. He'll tell you about that. He knows a lot about the ag industry. We'll get into some of those situations as well. And um, we'll take care of that sound, that buzz. Pro Joe is on it right now. But with that being said, um, Tabitha, before we bring um, Vance in, because I want to make sure that we get that audio as good as we possibly can. Um, Today, I want you to think about this. You're not going to be here for a nine o'clock hour. Correct. So if you get an opportunity, there you go, Joe. We appreciate it. You can let um you can let me know um what we should be talking about during the nine o'clock hour. Maybe I take on a tab stake.
2: Ooh, now that so, would be interesting.
0: <laughs> we yeah, we will try. One of the other things coming up that we talked about. Um yeah, that's all right, Pro Joe. You'll get I mean it's you'll fine get, now. No, I mean we don't hear, but is it all turned down? Oh yeah, he's got his he's got the mic muted now. It could oh. be the new <laughs> laptop. And by the way, Vance, we just kind of rock and roll with things. Um it, it's it's live podcasting. That we, we we try to take care of. Pro Joe, you just let me know, and we'll get to Vance when you have. It's it not terrible. Care. I think
1: we're, there's really it, it shouldn't be the laptop or anything. It it it's has to do with the microphone, and I have all the connections are solid. I have no idea.
0: Okay, it's a rock and roll show, and roll show that we go with. It's
2: not the worst
0: um well we'll see i mean and so projo are you saying there's nothing we can do right now if there's nothing we'll just rock with it buddy with it. and we'll go with it oh there it is It stopped no he gets because you know, he oh. unplugged the microphone oh okay yeah vance knows what he's doing he does a <laughs> podcast of his own
2: yeah, definitely something maybe with the wiring somewhere down. The Vance, line. I
0: promise you, this has never happened my friend. Oh, I understand. never. It's <laughs> <Things> happen. <laughs> <This> never happened.
4: <laughs> That's
3: exactly. And the it's way not it goes. even a PRL. In we we have video walls that well, fall on our heads, and we still do the show. We're well, fine. Well, let
0: me tell you, but the last time it happened was like our first week. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in the first week. It gives
3: a it character. It's like it's like salt. Yeah, it's like. Yes, I like it.
0: It's like down in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's over there in the corner. That's all right. Yeah, Cindy says, yeah, now it's a rock and roll show. That's Eric's right. in the house.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm literally on one-eighth of a brain today. I don't know what <laughs> it is. Did you got drinking
2: last night? So
3: I'm, 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 I'm on par with Tabitha today.
2: Was last night, <laughs> hey now, was last night uh, band practice?
3: No, no, it was just, I, you know, ever said that thing where you sleep wrong on your pillow and your brain wakes up and it just uh, doesn't work? Yeah, I didn't get any sleep last night. Yeah, I don't know what it was. It was this low pressure system or something. Or maybe it was the Trump interview. By the way, that Trump interview. Did you watch some of it? First of all, hold on. I hope you saw some of it because Tabitha. So
2: did. I didn't see it. I'm
3: literally doing something completely. Just I'm just kind of resting, and I, I turn to the right, and there's Trump on CNN. You're like, what? Nobody gave me da- no damn heads up. We
0: talked about it yesterday. We, well, we talked a little bit about yesterday.
3: No, it was it was absolutely insane. Uh, and and the that that what was her name? Who's the moderator on, on that CNN panel? She is the rudest person I think I've she, ever met she, in my well, life. Here's the thing: she came. She off She's so way. unbelievably de- you. It's a. It's called a town hall. It is not a debate, and I'm not debating you. Why don't you just throw it to the damn audience? And Trump answered those questions as good as he could. Yes, last night. He well, was,
2: she was being rude for to stand up for her people.
3: Well, who's her people? Her
2: people, the people that watch CNN. Well,
3: the reason that the, they, Farla. the reason that they were sticking up her. Her name Trump, is Caitlin Collins well, okay. and she was trying to make a name for herself. She kind of has that joker mouth, but she um <laughs> the thing about it is she has <laughs> she um It's just so rude and disrespectful. If you're going to invite someone to come to your house, you basically just feed them the questions, you let the people decide, and then you throw to the audience, and that is how you run a moderated town hall. When she started interjecting herself into this, the only thing I could think of is, why don't you do the same thing to Biden when you have him in front of you? Because he's not in front of you. Yeah, good point. But so she was
2: terrible to <laughs> he Dave has Navarro. She to get in had, front
3: of you first.
2: She had Navarro on one time talking about China, and she just kept blasting him, and right. he blasted her right back. I think she's like that to everyone. It's just her personality. Yeah, I can,
3: I had to keep looking at the top right hand corner. You know when you see like the the Cardinals replay, like the the game already happened. I thought this was I thought this was like last year or something. They were just replaying it. I didn't hear anything about a Trump town hall meeting. I think he did fine. The other side thinks he did horrible i mean it was just it was a wash whatever but the everyone in the audience was a registered republican i did not you know that that correct no i did not you drew said that it
0: was a pro-trump
3: audience it was purpose it was a pro-trump and the offer that he couldn't refuse was probably access to the studio uh the audience would be vetted and it would be all republican or independents.
2: it would be have been a lot more fun had it been an all-liberal audience then I would have been more inclined. I was
3: an all-liberal moderator. Did that work for you?
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Maybe that's why she felt like she had to do that too, to stand up. um, Oh, yeah. She was protecting
2: her people from the big, bad red guy.
0: That that would be happening from that standpoint. Um, So, yeah, Joe, I know you've been trying. You think it's a cord. We'll see what we can do. Um, It could also be interference from the laptop. I'm not
1: quite sure, because that's the only new thing that I did was put that laptop Well, let me ask you this. How long would it take...
0: And is it possible to put the to old laptop up? Yeah. Uh, I love this podcasting. We'll give it a shot. Why don't we do that? I just, how right. ha- how's your time today? Because I really want to make sure I'm we I'm happy have, to be here. I, I don't fine. think- fine. Oh, yeah. Man, said, while man. he's doing
3: it, it doesn't even sound that bad. It's, I'm used to it in my world. You're my used God. to it? My yeah. God, But, hey, how long do
0: you think it would take Pro Joe? A uh, couple of minutes. There Let's try. Go. Let's just All try right. it and okay. give it a shot. Projo's fast. He's like a bitch. Yes, he is. He, he is very fast. fast. Like a bitch. Uh, this is canceled. This canceled. This show We appreciate you guys jumping in with you can. Eric Johnson, tab the hassle, and Vic Faust. Um, we've got Lizzie taking care of the chat line with everything going on there. Multiple sites. Um, one thing that did happen yesterday that was big, 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 big in the state of Missouri. This is really big. Is the fact that Missouri lawmakers approved two bills yesterday? Yes. To ban gender transitioning healthcare for minors, and also to prevent transgender girls and women from participating on female sports teams, but local officials in Kansas City moved to defy the state, mm. and they heard testimony about creating a sanctuary for people seeking gender affirming treatment.
3: Well, uh, that needs to be a that needs to be a felony from this point forward. Uh, all the if you hear the word sanctuary in any city. No matter what your sanctuary is, how about this sanctuary from income taxes? You huh, like that? Yes. How about St. Charles becomes a sanctuary of income taxes? You come to St. Charles, you don't have to pay federal or local federal or income taxes anymore. How about that? Are we cool with that? We, oh no, that's not going to fly. No, then why the true. hell do these these city uh, these mayors think that they can do these social justice sanctuaries? It only hit. It only bites them in the ass in the end. This all kind of started with AOC. I don't have to listen to the Constitution.
0: I mean, seriously, in the last four... If I don't like something, I'm going to change it. Did I'm Did you going see...
2: To, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you. Did you see what North Dakota did? No. The North Dakota governor, I can't recall his name right now, he signed a bill I'm where schools no it. longer have to use pronouns. So if you are a student... Yes.
0: That's in North Dakota.
2: In North Dakota. If you are a student yes. and you say, well yes, my name is Mary, but I go by he or him. Yes. The school does not have to recognize that. You're still Mary. You're still she, her.
0: Okay. Well, here's some more of the specifics on what uh, the state of Missouri did yesterday. Transgender minors in Missouri would no longer have access to puberty blockers, hormones, or gender surgery under the bill that was passed by the Republican-led House. This would eliminate what this show has always been about, kids, having access to change their bodies under the age of 18 when you can't vote and you can't drink. Wow, common sense laws being written. How about that? Um, Yeah, but Missouri is also now being called this racist state, hate-monger state. Now, the ban also affects some adults. Medicaid health care won't cover any gender-affirming care in the state, and surgery will no longer be available to prisoners or inmates. And if you didn't know this, prisoners and inmates – had the opportunity to
3: have sex changes? No, you're lying. I'm not lying. There's, so you
0: go and eat. who do you th- and, and and it's paid for by insurance. You
3: cr- you, let's see. Oh, on Saturday, I'm going to create. I'm going to uh, go uh, create a felony, so I get arrested, so I can become a, a she.
0: People actually,
2: yes. That, <laughs> Come on, as crazy as it sounds, that has been happening. But see, t-
3: Vic, you didn't believe me two years ago when I said that <laughs> stuff, man. It. The other part about this, you know, I was at a
0: uh, a barbecue on Sunday, and a guy who doesn't doesn't really think that he's some sort of hardcore conservative was one hundred percent against the whole Bud Light ban and also against any of the transgender people being allowed to play any other sports and I'm like well, so the
3: Olympics just said and the, he's a
0: level headed more liberal than Dem- uh, more liberal than Republican and I'm
3: going oh
2: so he thinks that that's resonating that men should be able to no, play no he doesn't oh, think women
3: okay. he doesn't think men should be able to play well the Olympics just said that women will not be able to will have to compete against men and the, so the Olympics did it so that's your tier one right why don't you work it on down the line and say if you go to Francis Howe you don't have to worry about competing against other guys if you're on the girls track team How about that? Is that
0: common sense? The other bill bans transgender student-athletes from joining girls and women's teams from kindergarten through college. I repeat, from kindergarten through college, both at the public and private schools level. Schools that allow transgender girls and women to play on such teams would lose any state funding.
3: I wouldn't mind. And Mizzou might become better if there were women that wanted to transition to men and play football. Stop it. I think they would be a lot better team. Stop it. I'd love to see them play against Bama. That'd be uh, awesome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Representative Justin Sparks. Frank, uh, who used to
3: be Phyllis playing quarterback. Hey,
0: if they can throw the ball. I tell you what, I'm cool with it. Justin Hicks. No, but Justin Hicks, excuse me, uh, Lizzie's nephew, representative, been working on that. He told us he was going to be working on that as a Missouri representative. um, So the whole situation with that is Missouri trying to come out, lead the way. And that comes on the heels of other things where you have Missouri leading the way with Missouri attorney general, Andrew Bailey, who joined the show live yesterday and was a total rock star. And by the way, he uh, has been on Fox news a bunch recently as well, talking about some other issues. And it's interesting Tabitha, because you talked about charging Kim Gardner
2: she should be charged
0: he's still considering it
2: she should be charged she should be prosecuted the St. Louis circuit
0: attorney who's leaving office she says January or June 1 he's trying to have her leave ASAP and
2: because Vic her actions her willful neglect caused the loss of lives it mm -hmm. caused people potentially innocent people because they're innocent until proven guilty to sit in jail for lengthy times and think of the things that happened to some of these people while they were in jail a couple of them were killed some of them were well, assaulted. They w- were denied their right to a speedy trial. She should be prosecuted.
3: She's completely petty right now. What, what, that, what, who, did you see the pictures of the two shooters that they had just a few days ago? And did Go you hear what on, happened? This is a fascinating story. Go ahead, Tab. You now, tell.
2: Now they're saying that it was a stand-your-ground
0: case. and it was A stand-your-ground case? It was
2: just self-defense.
0: Because... <laughs> i didn't hear that part yeah and
2: because I thought we, that's why you brought it well, up well no
0: we were transitioning out of what was going on in the state of missouri <laughs> with the transgender situation state of missouri leading the way on it and how andrew bailey from the law standpoint leading the way in a situation in the state of missouri for the rest of the country and then what is kim gardner doing that <laughs> she and her staff are refusing to press charges the vit- refusing these people shot
3: two people
2: in broad did, daylight, yes,
3: in Cherokee during and a Cinco de Mayo thing. During Cinco thing.
2: de Mayo, and they are claiming that it was self defense, stand your ground. <laughs>
3: They were standing their ground, all right. Everybody else was running away. People
2: have video. (laughs) I mean, we have video of it.
3: It was fascinating how, if this would have happened back in 1987, there would be a a multi-state manhunt for these two
2: people. Well, back in 1987, police actually could shoot people when they were running away because they were a danger to society. I mean, people didn't get away with the things. We had stop and frisk. Uh, That's why, back in the day, law enforcement actually did work at preventing crimes. We prevented crimes from happening. Now we just pick up the pieces. We're I think Andrew proactive. Bailey
3: needs to hurry up and get her out of office or else there's going to be a lot of people killed. Well, last if, she, if we have to wait till June 1st, that could be a he really bad thing. He needs to bring thing.
2: back stop and frisk is all what he right. needs to do.
0: All right. It is cancel this, cancel this um, We'll see what we got going on right now. Um, we appreciate you, Pro Joe. You're the best. Way to rock and roll. Way to get things done quickly. Um, we bring back into the show um, Vance Crow. He has a podcast. He'll tell us all about this. Vance was also... Uh, a employee for Monsanto tasked with a big job traveling the country, trying to change the mind of millennials when it came to oh, pesticides. Boy. You have a terrific business up legacy interviews And we're rocking and rolling. We're kind of going with the flow today um, with the backdrop on you. So we're trying to make you look as good as we can. The key is to make you sound as good as you can. And we've got a lot of things to talk about. I've promoted you, uh, your legacy interviews, what you got going on. We'll get into the legacy interviews and what you do with that fantastic business at the end. But first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself, your podcast and uh, your experience.
4: Yeah, I've been uh, living here in St. Louis for about 10 years. And this has been one of the great things about being in a place like this. I, I, I come across people like you and this amazing studio who had any idea that any of this was built out here you know back when i came here monsanto used to have a couple planes and every once in a while mm-hmm. oh, yeah this was I'd the monsanto to, this mm-hmm. was the this monsanto, monsanto hangar yeah so oh, wow. i'd been here a couple of times before but then you guys turned it into this beautiful studio here uh
0: yeah well yeah we've got a terrific studio here uh you know the strategic air services have done a terrific job at putting everything together here what about uh first of all tell us about your background because i think this is fascinating when we said that you worked for Monsanto and you had to talk about pesticides. That's an evil word.
4: Well, is so I, I came to Monsanto really mm-hmm. disliking them. You know, if you look at my biography, I was and at you all don't the places. Work, and you don't work for Monsanto anymore. No, well, because Monsanto doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> <He's> gone, <laughs> nah, it's gone. Right? So, it's right? Is it Bear? It's bear. So it is Bear now. It's bear okay. now. Yeah. So right. Bear bought all right. it all. But uh, mm. but when I was asked to come in and interview for the job, the job was director of millennial engagement. And I thought this was the funniest thing I'd ever heard in my life. Right? Like, <laughs> no doubt. Know, who, who, who in the world, who in their right mind would want to go out and talk to millennials about this stuff? And I thought Monsanto <laughs> was this dark evil place because everywhere I'd ever been, US Peace Corps, the World Bank, all these, you know, college, they all told me Monsanto is evil. So I took the job or I took the job interview because I was like, what I want to do is see inside of North Korea, you know, and if I take the interview, I get to go look around this place. And what I found was here was a group of people that were willing to answer any question I had because I don't know if you've ever interviewed for a job you don't want. But it's about as much fun as you can possibly have. It's
0: weird. That is <laughs> the most odd thing in the world. It's kind of like a date. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're out there. Yeah. You
4: they they can ask you anything you want. I don't want this job, director of millennial engagement. Yes. So I'm sitting there saying, uh, you know, they're asking me like, what's your management style, and I'm yeah. giving them an answer, and then I'm like, why are you killing farmers yeah. in India? Yeah. Why, I, why are you enslaving farmers in debt? Yeah. And so they were answering all of my questions, and I get all the way to the end of this interview, and actually at Monsanto at the time they did. Like seven hours worth of interviews, so I get all the way done at the end of seven hours, and the person that brought me in comes in and says, "Do you have any more questions for me?" And uh, and I was like, "Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have a person be the director of millennial engagement. They're gonna mm-hmm. go out and talk to millennials about why GMOs aren't bad. Yeah, uh, how are you gonna train this person to do this?" GMO? Yeah, and she said, "Well, since you've been so curious during this whole thing where you've been asking us questions, what I think I do is line up a list of fifty people from throughout the company." <laughs> And have you sit down and ask them any question you want about GMOs, pesticides, how farms work. And uh, after you're done with that list of 50 people, we'll sit down and I'll ask you questions and we'll figure out what you do and don't know. And then we'll write you another list of 50 people. And the light bulb went off in my head. I was like, these people don't understand. Mm -hmm. If I get a chance to interview 50 people, I will find out what's going on here. And if they're as evil as everybody says they are, well, then I'm going to go write the greatest tell-all book of all time. Yeah. But if they're not as evil as everybody thinks they are, Mm -hmm. well, then you've just stumbled on maybe one of the most important communications problems in the history of the modern world, which is we're growing food more bountifully than we ever have before. Mm -hmm. And yet people are angry about how their food is grown. They're afraid of it. So how do you turn that around? So that was the job I ended up taking. I did it for five years and it was the most exciting five years of my life Mm -hmm. uh, going out and trying to figure out what's the truth out there. Did so you, what you, is the truth? Yeah, really. Because yeah, that,
2: that we, we see everybody sends me photos constantly. It says everything says bioengineered. What does that mean?
4: So bioengineer is when they're saying there's a GMO in here. And the, the first thing to... Which is ask,
2: everything these days.
4: Well, actually, not really. There's only eight or nine crops right now in the entire United States that are regulated to have a, a GMO trait in them. The reason that you see it in everything, the reason you see it in crackers and, and oils <laughs> and things like this is we put corn and soy in right, almost right. everything, and, and so that's
2: bio-engineered. and
4: those are the bioengineered things. So when you look around at the grow in the produce section, virtually none of that. So enters. if
2: you if you buy something that's corn free or soy free, then it's probably not going to be bioengineered.
4: Most of the time, right? There's there is a there's a little bit of sweet corn that has GMOs in it. Mm-hmm. There's a papaya because there was this ring spot that it didn't matter how many how much pesticide you put on it. So they figured out a GMO trait to put into that. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the things that are that don't have Most of the GMOs are in corn, cotton, and soy.
3: Right, damn, that's impressive. So, what, like a person like myself, when we would see planes flying over and spraying everything or whatever, we always thought you guys Monsanto always knew better than us. They they knew it was safe. And then and then there became an era where it was like, all right, this is really bad. GMOs, the that word came up a lot. We didn't really know that much about it. Did you ever find out? I mean, it looks, it sounds like you were like sued. You you went into Monsanto and you were like, okay, maybe things aren't so bad. Did you ever see anything in Monsanto where you are like, oh, this is not good?
4: Uh, not, not that Monsanto is doing. I mean, there's a huge incentive. If you, if any one of their twenty thousand employees knew that something was off, they mm-hmm. could walk out on the street and sell that to any one of the uh, lawsuit law companies. Yeah. And you could make millions and millions mm-hmm. of dollars. Yeah, but no, I, I personally didn't. You know, when you think about the pesticides that people are spraying, when I was first confronted with this, you know, you think like, do I want crops with pesticides or yeah. without? Well, I want them without, right? Of course. Why? Why would I want chemicals on there? Right. But then you start thinking, well, why do you use pesticides? Mm-hmm. Well, the reason you use pesticides is because you have insects that want those calories, and they're going to eat the leaves, and they're going to eat. They're going to burrow into the the crops. Yeah. And so now you've got to figure out. What are our options for getting rid of those insects? Yeah. Well, we could do what they did before we had chemistry, which is send women and children That's out of those happening. fields to pull it out, right? And that, literally pick the that insects. That sounds like slavery. Out. Right. Mm-hmm. The reason sure. that was going on, there, right. they needed that human capital. Right. You then have mm-hmm. the chemical option, so you can use different types of pesticide. You have biological options. These are new ones where we find, hey, what's a natural agent we can use? Grow it in giant vats and put it out there. Yeah. Or you can create a gene. That allows that plant to produce a, a chemical inside of it that protects it. And that's most most of what is in a plant, like nicotine, for example. Mm-hmm. Nicotine is the naturally evolved chemical that tobacco created in order to be able to keep it from having insects eat it. So Mm. you have all these options and that's what a GMO is. It's giving the plant a trait that allows it to do something it couldn't do before. Interesting.
2: But do you feel like maybe they brainwashed you to feel like these things are actually acceptable when they're not? Because what we could do as humans, we could just go out and start our own garden. I would be more than happy to go out into my own garden and pull the insects off and grow food naturally if it me- meant that I'm going to be a healthier person. Yeah, the- I don't want to walk into a grocery to store that. and I'm getting ready to. Don't I don't want to, do to go into a grocery store and see... All of these all of this produce stacked up that doesn 't look real, it looks like franken food some of it was has been sitting there you know uh, in, coated in wax for a year before True. you actually go and buy it and, and then we have Monsanto they have roundup people they they lost a huge oh. lawsuit because Roundup was causing cancer there you go i mean i don 't
3: that 's a good question I
2: see where you 're coming from, and i 'm assuming you obviously know a lot more about Monsanto than I do, but i don 't understand how we can possibly think that modifying our food to this degree is good for us. I mean, I know people are living longer, mm-hmm. so we can't say, well, it's killing everybody, right. but we also do have cancers and celiac disease and all of these other things that are happening from potentially modifying not only food, but our dairy and other products we consume.
4: So when you go into the grocery store, I can understand. You're like, how is it that we have like a perfect avocado? Where yes. the heck did this pineapple And not come just from? Yes. one, but
2: all of them look yeah exactly yes. the same they look exactly the same and if you grow vegetables in your garden they don't look exactly the same i want my they apples
0: to look, look exactly the
3: same i do too <laughs> i want to know what i'm buying first of all let me tell you something I'm organic bananas <laughs> organic bananas are horrible they're horrible I'll buy a, a GMO
4: banana yeah. any day of so the go, week. So the G- bananas answers. are a great example. Yes. So what people don't realize is there used to be a huge amount of variation of bananas. Mm. In fact if you take one of those little banana candies that you get and you taste that, right? Yeah. you're like man, that really tastes like yeah. banana right? right? But when I go to the store and I get a banana it doesn't really taste like that, right? It tastes like that mm-hmm. but a little bit more bland. Yeah. Funny thing is that there, all this variation of bananas were completely wiped out by a virus. We only mm. have one type of banana that survived that that virus. What year well, would that have been? It uh, would have been in the late 60s or early okay. 70s or something. Just so here so in the cabin,
2: U.S. or across the world? Uh,
4: around the world, th- to be able to do it at a production level, right? So there are plantains, you can go get other yeah, kinds. Yeah, so because
2: other countries do have different very vari- varieties of bananas. I've not really seen them here, but re- sometimes you can see them in other countries.
4: Uh, so one of the big challenges that you have when you're creating produce is not just can we grow it, but can we grow it, pick it, and move it to a place where people want it? So right now, for example, there is a giant drought. It is so big. It is an epic drought drought. that we're going on right now in the United States. So Mm -hmm. if you get west of Missouri, there is a huge amount of drought. So all the winter wheat, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say all, a huge amount of the winter wheat that we normally grow farmers out there, it's toast. It's gone, right? Yeah. Well, one of the benefits of the modern food system is that that's okay. You're not even going to experience, it's not like you're going to go to the store and be like, there's no bread here because we bring in bread from other places. So we have this incredibly sophisticated transportation system to be able to bring in produce where pineapples are grown in Mexico and oranges are grown Mm -hmm. in Florida. And so you're able to have those in, in winter and in spring when, you know, here in Missouri, things are just starting to come out of the ground. Yeah. So any one of these things has trade-offs if you want to be able to have vegetables and be able to eat fruit and produce in the middle of the year, yeah. uh, you've gotta be able to get them from somewhere else. Those places have to make trade-offs. Are we going to have insects that can be able to eat those crops or not? Yeah. You know, or like, you
2: could grow them yourself. It's, you know, So many people are turn, turning to homesteading, including myself, And where I want to plant, Uh, I'm in the process of buying some land. How do you do that in the middle of Manhattan? How
3: do you do that in Manhattan? You know
2: what, Eric? That's why we need community gardens. And some areas have, St. Louis has community gardens. So you got to
3: go all the way to the top of your community garden on the top of your skyscraper? What Talbot says,
0: yeah, it's great. Is it realistic realistic. around the country with people's lifestyles? For all people, no. Yeah, but for some.
2: I am. I, I'm. I'm never going to agree that chemicals are good for food or GMO.
3: There we're are- living longer. You just said it yourself. You, you just said we're living longer.
2: We're living longer because they pump us full of medicine to keep you alive.
3: There are books and literature out there
1: that teach you how to grow in an apartment or on a well,
2: hydroponics
3: or on a deck. Yeah, but that's not mine. How, you know that, <laughs> Bro- how many people yeah, exactly. you know doing that, How many people? you know? Exactly four. He's got four people. that. If no We did one. a poll across the United <laughs> States right now. It would
0: be probably. <laughs> less than 2%. I'm so clearly. the
3: the question with Monsanto has never been that what you're talking about. Monsanto's always been praised for that as a matter of fact. Thank you guys for spraying all the crops in Nebraska and Missouri and all the, for keeping the bugs off of it. Thank you. The the, the you know the problem always kind of sleet, uh, came in are you giving us cancer? Do you yeah, know how? Do, like that do you know how you're Tabitha, genetically it, modifying health, us? you know what I mean. And Are, killing
2: the bees. What about the bees?
3: Tabitha, hold on. I hear what you're saying too. It's not feasible to do 400 million people in the United States alone if people want bananas, oranges, strawberries. I get it. I grapes. totally get it. it really you can't do. do it. It's just not. So that is the solution. The problem is has always been probably since the 90s what I can remember is can, can I get cancer do I get you will you give me cancer uh if my kid forgets to wipe the apple off am I screwed you know do I have that that those pesticides on there that has always been Monsanto's biggest problem to me how does it talk about
4: talk about the cancer problem so um this is really interesting i haven't talked about this stuff in a couple of years because it hasn't been are you right but but (laughs) but i'm totally down to do it right because it's a question we all have right i feed my children food and i have to make decisions on do i want to use one that allows glyphosate which is the main ingredient in roundup or do i want to use one that is organic right is that going to make a difference should i spend more money I have a two-year-old daughter. I will do anything for her. Yes. So I am going to look deeply into this. Yes. And the thing about it is people have this imagine, like, um, conception mm-hmm. that if you do organic, those are the good chemistry. Only or, if
2: you're growing it yourself.
4: Only if you're growing it only yourself. Only if you're growing mm. it yourself.
2: Organic, in my opinion, at the grocery store is no better than anything else. Wow.
0: But you know what? I talked to a, a gentleman. He makes a lot of money as a venture capitalist in ag. And he told me when I told him about what we had heard, and he's like, "Well, that's not true in all the cases." He's like, there is a stamp where a piece of fruit has to get a maybe USDA certified organic a, stamp a
2: stamp by the USDA who was just as corrupt. Well as I the know but EPA then you got to go in, but then you got to
4: go into conspiracy theory to believe it's that.
2: It's not a conspiracy theory. they're a very corrupt organ okay
0: well everybody's
2: corrupt then that's true.
4: So it's a, it's a complicated subject, and one of the things that I would say is glyphosate is a very interesting chemical. It is. So the, the thing about... Do you know why glyphosate works, how it kills a plant? I don't. I do not know. So this is fascinating. I thought it was like going and spraying acid on a plant, there right? Go. I was there like, okay, you're yeah. going out there, you're spraying acid on that mm-hmm. one or burning it somehow, and you're not doing it on this one. It turns out, actually, glyphosate was this profound discovery that you can trick a plant into thinking it's full, and then it should stop producing energy towards making seeds and and growing like growing up and trying to spread itself. You say, you know what? Summer's over. We're we're now turning to fall. So okay. you shut the whole process off. Yeah. So it actually is not burning it at all. It's sending a signal. And when you make a Roundup ready crop, what you've done is you've said, wait, wait, if you get hit with this glyphosate, just ignore it just keep growing like regular yeah so these weeds when they were getting it they were getting a signal to say summer's over time for fall go to seed you know stop doing it whereas other chemicals that you're using to kill weeds are not operating that in that paradigm so they're operating in in a in there's all different kinds of mechanisms that you can use and glyphosate because it was so um used because there were so many people that would say hey there's an opportunity here to to uh to uh, sue Monsanto if it's done anything wrong is probably the most studied molecule in the entire world. And when we think about those cancer cases that came up and I'm not, I'm not defending them. I haven't kept up on those Mm -hmm. cases. There were many, 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 many cases that came out and they were like, no, it's clearly not. No, it's clearly not. No, it's clearly not. And then a case in California came out and said, yes, Monsanto's done something bad here, and we we think that they should be charged for it. And now that's going through appeal. I actually think that this show, Cancel This, is a very good example of, uh, like this is one of those things that everybody thinks they have a really deep knowledge of mm-hmm. glyphosate and crops, and yet really it's people saying, hey, you should know this, and you should know this, and you confuse people, and mm-hmm. they say, I don't know, so I'm going to throw up my hands. But as I looked into it for five years, what I found was this is far better than the herbicides we were using before. Yeah. It's the most environmental um, one that we've ever had because yeah. it enables farmers to not have to go out and, and uh, plow their fields and watch it erode away. And then it's the most studied chemicals. But here here's I the problem. Not, I, not I, even, have, not I with, have
2: to leave. Can I just say one hold, thing hold before on I go? Hold on a second. Not with millennials. Well,
4: I have to leave. Are, oh, you're right.
2: I, no, I literally have to leave. Where are you oh, going? She, yeah, she's out. I have to leave to go to work. Yeah, ahead. Okay, I just ahead, want Tabitha. to say one thing, and we, I hope we have you back because I think farmers would disagree.
4: you Will you come, will you come back on? About. Yeah, anytime. Oh, but he's yeah.
3: not even a
2: representative for Monsanto. I know he's not. I he's just said it. I think they brainwashed him while he was there. They didn't brainwash
3: him. Take that back immediately. He's a fantastic. You scared person. away so, the nation's so number one
0: paleontologist last week.
4: What the heck is wrong with
2: you? I'm very distrustful. Ha, have you
4: ever of heard our of our the blood. the like a disagreeability test on the big five personality yeah. test? She's so number one. From a zero to a hundred. A <laughs> hundred is like a mom with a with a crying baby and she doesn't care why people are disagreeing. She just wants everybody to be quiet. I'm a one on that scale. I so like I maybe. disagree with people all the time and I'm more than happy to, to come in here and be asked questions. Like I love I, it. I, I love it too. What, what would so the, much. what would the topic be
2: when he comes yeah. back in? Yeah. yeah. You said I would farmers? like to talk more about far. I used to have about, a segment with he Garrett works with, Hawkins, with farmers a lot. If you know, Garrett Hawkins with the Missouri farm bureau. And we talked so often. He's our number one politician that represents yeah. farmers here in the state of Missouri. And we talked so much about how farmers are being forced to grow GMO. They don't have a choice. You know, Monsanto gives them the seeds. And they say, "Well, if you don't use our seeds, guess what? Your farm is going to be shut down. You will no longer oh, be growing." Oh, now that's anything. different.
4: That's so when, different. when you come
2: back, I would like to talk about. We
4: that. can talk all about that. Okay. So the problem. And thank is, you. Is, you can talk
2: amongst yourselves.
3: <laughs> the problem is with Monsanto. Is this? Check this out. Well, so two years ago, Vic. I'm trying to spray my damn weeds around my pool, right? And on Channel Two, Channel Four, Channel Five, one of you dopey ass uh, local TV stations mm-hmm. came up and said that Monsanto <laughs> Roundup, in more in particular, would cause cancer if you sprayed it. Right? Okay. It's not. I don't. I'm not a millennial. I don't care about the GMO stuff so much. But boy, I didn't want to get cancer. That is kind of where the problem is with these these pesticides is it's just that that weird knowledge that you don't really have a lot of knowledge about that's really what it is it's like you don't totally know you just hear
4: the, the media saying, look, this is going to cause cancer to be sprayed around your pool or around your whatever. So one of the things that changed my mind when I, because I, I went into Monsanto expecting that all these things that you hear. Are true. Mm-hmm. So I was prepared to to be like, ha, I yeah. found it. Yeah. But you're going out and you talk to farmers, right? And these guys now have a real incentive, one, to make their crops grow as fast as they can and as fast yeah. as they can. So they have a yeah. financial incentive. Yeah, it's money. But what people yeah. don't understand is if you're living on a farm, mm-hmm. you're drinking well water. Yeah. Where's that well water from? Coming from thank you it's coming from the water that is draining off of there your you fields yeah and so I've had I, I couldn't even tell you hundreds of farmers mm-hmm. tell me I studied this glyphosate issue yeah I drink the water that comes off of the fields that yeah. I plant on my family doesn't have these problems that, yeah. that people are claiming are going on yeah to me, it's going to be really cancer is one of those complicated things. You know, there's a whole bunch of reasons why people get exposed to things, what's in their air. But when I look at the other options for spraying around in my bricks, mm-hmm. glyphosate is by far the one that I want to choose. In fact, yeah. you know, the the company Scott's uh, mirror, Scott's yeah. lawn company actually yeah. <laughs> is the one that uh, owns the, the uh, rights to be able to put uh, Roundup in little jugs, mm-hmm. right? Monsanto doesn't sell those. It, it's right. actually, they sell it to Scott's. There was a time when Scott started putting something else, a, a, a type of Dicamba in their Roundup things, and it was called Roundup. And right. I saw that and I was so angry because I was like, I want to spray, spray glyphosate on my bricks. Yeah. I don't want to spray Dicamba out there yeah. because glyphosate's been studied way more than Dicamba. There's you know, there, there's nothing wrong with Dicamba as far as I can tell. Yeah. But I, to me personally, that's what I'm using. I am using Roundup. I want it to be as close to just glyphosate and water as it can possibly sure. be. The, okay,
0: now... When you were with Monsanto, you had a chance to interview Jordan (laughs) Peterson. What was that about and what was that experience about?
4: So when I came into Monsanto, I shook things up, right? They were having all these problems getting their scientists to go out into the country and try and talk with people because people like Tabitha would say, I have these questions. I'm angry. I'm upset. She said, totally fine, right? She deserves to do that. I came in and said... I'm no longer when I'm the director of millennial engagement, I'm not going to sponsor conferences. So I get five minutes on a stage to be like Monsanto is not that bad because then all you're doing is finding the market rate for how much people don't want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> so what I did was I said, I'm going to go find who are the activist groups, where are the college campuses, that things they dislike us the most, because. like it doesn't matter how many billboards you put up to north korea nobody's going to north korea but if kim jong-il says hey i'd be willing to come speak to your group you'd be like here you go here's a chair right here so i started going to these places and we started really making inroads. We started really changing people's minds because they started to realize, hey, there's trade-offs. Hey, this is more complicated than what the, the media has been telling me, what's been pumped down me. And I, the, I made such good inroads that eventually the president of the American Farm Bureau came to me and he said, hey, man, I am not here because I'm trying to make a name for myself. I already farm. I'm ready to be retired. Like I, I'm just here because I want to make a difference. You're pushing the envelope what what could we do that would really make farmers think you know really push the envelope and i said well how m- how much do you want to push the envelope <laughs> ah! <laughs> and, and so he said well uh, uh, you know i really want to 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 do something that's going to get people excited and i said you know this is when jordan peterson was very few people knew him i had heard him really early on and i had said Hey, there's a guy out there that he's explaining something that farmers come to me and talk about all the time. So I'm traveling around the country speaking with farmers and they would say, hey, one of the reasons I don't wanna send my kids off to college is I send them off to school to go to ag school and one of two things happens. Either one, they come back from school And uh, they've been converted into this other way of thinking. So Mm -hmm. they think our farm is terrible. They think what we're doing is awful. They don't want anything to do with us. Or two, I send them off to school and they have to hide out in the ag program because every time they leave the ag school at the English department, the history department, they're being told they're awful. What am I what is going on here? And, you know, I didn't have an answer. But I had heard this guy, Jordan Peterson, talking about what was going on in the schools, what was happening. And I was like, Zippy, if you want to do something that pushes the envelope for farmers, if you really want to help them out, bring this guy in. And I I knew the Monsanto executives. I had been like, hey, here's some videos of him talking. We should do this. And they all agreed. American Farm Bureau does it. The day before he goes on stage. Slate magazine finds out about this and they start writing art- articles. What is Slate
0: for our listeners and viewers who don't know? What Slate? So
4: if you were to look at the distribution of, of different types of media outlets, Slate would be like far left, right? It would be, yeah. and this is where they, they allow anybody to write for them as long as you're writing the angle of the story that they, <laughs> they want. Of course. And so they were like, uh, you know, and there was a big group of people that we had kind of uh, in my work had won over. The left generally hated Monsanto, hated GMOs but I had gone out and spoken to a lot of them so they would have they were like finally starting to see that hey GMOs have a place in the in our agricultural system yeah but they ideologically politically did not see the same thing. So when they found out that Monsanto was helping bring Jordan Peterson in, they flipped a gasket. And so people started trying to like, say, not only should this not happen, we should boycott this. The guy that set it up, Vance, who we used to really like, we thought he was really open, interesting, talking about crops. He should be fired, everything. you know. So it just blew up. But I'll tell you to Monsanto's credit, which no longer exists anymore. And more importantly, to the American Farm Bureau's credit, they were like, we are tired of being canceled. We're tired of being shouted down. So we're going to do it anyway. And afterwards, I, I had people come up to me and say that was the longest line for a speaker we've ever had. You know? And this is before he's popular. So yeah. then I'm Jordan go-
0: Peterson, by the way, for our listeners or viewers who may not know, and most of our audience does, a Canadian psychi- or psychologist, uh, media commentator. I think the last time I checked, he had nearly 7 million subscribers, not just followers, subscribers to all. Of everything that is Jordan Peterson related,
4: yeah, yeah, and he when he was originally and with me, bo- and your boys with him. Well, I don't know about that. We, we, uh, we, I was early, right? And what was funny was after I had, tr- they attempted to cancel me two days after he did that thing with the American Farm Bureau. Front page of the New York Times says Jordan Peterson is the most important public intellectual in the Western world. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, I just did a reverse. Honey, come, look hawk, at this. Yeah, but it didn't matter. <laughs> Honey, still I'm kind of cool.
0: I get it, but yeah. his message. Was what you just said right? It was to protect farmers. Who you are, the history, the values of what has made farming what it is, and made America what it was, and hopefully can still. Why well, can't?
3: Have you? Has there ever been a study where a, a, a lab results have come out and said this is completely safe? I mean, it's like red. It's a red dye eight. You remember the red What's dye that all the the chemicals that, that uh, Monsanto puts in the world. It's, everything is good here. I mean, why hasn't there been that level of research, or marketing, at least, to say
4: Monsanto, if it wasn't for Monsanto, the world would be X. So this is what they, why they were so perplexed. Because first of all, it's impossible to have a, st- a study that says this is safe. Yeah. The only thing you can say is we have no evidence that this is doing something wrong. Because you know, safe is a complicated idea, right? But it, it's like it's like you can't prove a negative. Like, prove I didn't just fly in here on a car. Well, you know, yeah. like you, how how can you prove that, right? Unless yeah. you saw me. Yeah. Um. So in any case. They have all these studies, hundreds, thousands of studies, and they would build websites and say, here are all the studies we had. Here are all the studies we submitted to the USDA. These are all the studies that have been done in college campuses. You can look at all the studies and they are still running at 100 percent clear. Right. Right. But um, but people didn't want to look at it yeah. or they'd say where are the studies or oh those aren't the right studies so monsanto that's why they took the chance of hiring somebody like me yeah which was to be like we've tried to show the studies we've tried to prove that that this is as safe as it can as we but can ha- has there ever been an advocate come out and say we've looked at this thing for the last 40 years
3: it's it, this is fine and we're and then just put all the research out there so that the millennials or whoever it is that is, is worried about it because we're all worried about something in this world has there ever been a, a, a study that's like it's it's fine or the fda even coming out and saying this is this stuff is fine i this is all conspiracy talk over
4: here well i so i'm just gonna keep p- pissing off people that are listening but yes right like there are so many different groups that have come out here's a funny thing that people talk about they say you know what Why is it not safe for Europe, but safe for the United States? I go over to Europe and I don't have any GMOs. Here's the funny thing about Europe. They don't grow any GMOs, but they definitely import them. Right. And they are fed to their cattle that are producing the milk that are making the cheeses that people say, oh, that's not going on here. Yeah. And the reason that's they're doing that, the Europeans said, when you do GMOs, what you actually need are less chemicals, less tractors. Yeah. And Europe said, if we do that, it also means we need less farmers. Yes. So they started to say, we're going to block things like these technological advances mm-hmm. because we want more farmers. It was a protectionist method. But they're like, we can't feed our population this way. We still need these crops. Yeah. So the, it, GMOs are not banned in Europe; they're just banned from growing them. And and even not even in the whole in the entire continent, you can grow GMOs in Spain. But people don't know that. They hear. Yeah. GMOs are banned in Europe. They must be safer than us, but that's not the case.
0: It is fascinating the entire situation of what we're learning today. And all of our comments are saying that we're talking with Vance Crow. He used to work for Monsanto, of course, and now Bear. Um, I don't work for bear. I I mean, no, no. Now Monsanto is Bear. <laughs> okay, yeah.
4: Um,
0: and now what are you up to right now? I mean, we'll talk about legacy in a second. Is it the whole podcast? Do you still have any sort of dealings with the ag industry right now?
4: So now, um, people hire me, uh, like organizations like farm bureau groups, co-ops, farm credits, um, invite me to come out to say, how do we have better conversations with some of our critics? Mm-hmm. And, Ooh, good question. And so yes. my my job, oftentimes people will have me come out and give talks to their organization of, hey, we've got people that want to shut down my pig operation or I've yeah. got a cattle ranch and people want me not to be able to use water. I want yeah. to go fight them, right? I want to go argue with them. Yes. What can I do? So I am brought in to say, hey, this is why people think what they think. And these are ways that you can have better conversations. And just like today. Today. Like Tabitha, not not one over, but we've started a conversation, and I think a lot of farmers have been so pushed out of the conversation that they just want to wipe their hands of it. They say, you know, what, am, what I can't have a good conversation. I'm done talking to these people. Yeah. But that you're not going to win that way. Mm-mm. You've got to keep. No, Tabitha it. is
3: D- Tabitha is the exception, not well, maybe she is the rule. But Tabitha starts from the pessimistic side of everything. She believes everything. She if it's a conspiracy theory, she's in. She's all in, and it's up it's up to you to prove to her that she was wrong. Well, well this goes, Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And there's a lot of people like that. I, on the other hand, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of more like, uh, you know, better safe than sorry. But we're all, it's all good. All of our perspectives are there. The questions are good.
0: It's all about the talk. That's how this podcast started. And if you look at any podcast research, which I did as we started this whole podcast, and if you go back and continue to look at all the surveys and all the research that's done, the number one reason people go to podcast is to learn something new. You need information to get that content. When we bring somebody like Vance on, that's, I mean, we're hitting a grand slam because we're learning new information about topics and subjects that most of America doesn't know. We're not in the farming industry. We hear headlines. We read headlines. We see media. We may talk to a farmer here or there. That's what this information is about. And that's why I appreciate you jumping in when you do this. Now, do you cover these topics on your podcast as well?
4: Yeah. So my podcast, what I try and focus on is where are there ideas that very few people have ever heard of or, or even like. So I try and find people that are talking about things that the media, it's just not gotten out to the broad scale media. I mean, it's a lot like what you're doing here. You're pushing the envelope to say, what are things? So sometimes it's talking about ag. Just yesterday, I was talking to a guy that runs a, a cattle operation. And he was. And I was asking him, hey, what, what's going on with the cattle markets? Do you know what's going on with cattle right now? No, we, need that. we, no, we, we promoted
0: you talking with cattle.
4: So, so <laughs> let's, like, let's jump right in. That's what you do in your podcast. So, so this is a big deal. So what this is, is a going big on deal. is uh, there, there is an epic drought going on everywhere west of Missouri. But even right now, even in this area, we're in a you know, basically a two-year drought, right? Uh, Down all the way through Texas, Nebraska, Kansas, they're in an epic level five drought. We don't have a color on Mm -hmm. a map that that says worse drought than this, right? (laughs) And so not only was, was, that's right, not only was winter wheat killed this Mm -hmm. year, so we're not gonna be producing very much out of there. Mm -hmm. Most of the cattle that comes out of the West are on ranches where they just put the cattle out there in the pastures and they let them eat until they get to be about 800 pounds or so maybe 750 pounds well those guys uh they don't they don't there's if you if your grass doesn't grow you now have to go out and buy hay to be able to feed those cows Mm -hmm. but if your neighbor and your neighbor's neighbor and everybody for hundreds of miles doesn't have hay now you got to drive further and further and further to go get that hay so it's becoming Way too expensive yeah. to be able to feed cattle. Now, the what
3: what area in the country is this? Is this Kansas to Colorado to in, in in that
4: all the way north? So, if you just think all the states that are just to the west of Missouri, that okay. like belt and, of states, yeah. the entire distance from north to south is in a really big drought. Really? Basically, from the Rockies all the way through the 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 plains, yeah. all the way to Missouri, and the drought is spreading here, but it's it's pretty bad there. Okay, so what's gone on is. This become so unprofitable for farmers to be able to raise cattle because if you got to feed them hay, you're paying for that hay. You're not yeah. just putting them on your land and you're driving that hay. So people have started saying, "I'm getting rid of cows. I'm getting out." Yeah. And they've now we've brought the the herd. Just a couple of weeks ago, it was like the herd, the national herd. If you add up all the cattle, is now below 1970s level. Well, in the last week or so, it's starting to say, "No, now we've actually gone to the 1960s level." And farmers are now starting to get they're selling their heifers into the system. They're saying, so, so this means the cattle that are going to have more cows, Mm -hmm. right? We're not going to keep those around we're going to sell them, which means the herd's going to get lower and lower Mm -hmm. and lower. And it's because this drought is causing all kinds of problems. And then on the other side, you know, you guys mentioned just the other day about, um, about Tyson, you know, like they're, they're lowering the amount of food that they're, um, that they're projecting that consumers, the amount of meat people are going to eat. So they're going to start, you know, lowering down how much, Mm -hmm. how many cattle are they going to buy? Hopefully we didn't sound stupid when you were listening to us on. Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I am like, oh crap. We're going to get a report card here. Well, it's in, That's fine, because we're the voice of what people talk about around the table, correct? That's right. You're the ones that are like, wait a minute, hold on, settle down now. You're not going to get cancer because of whatever. But is this, I mean, is this... What do the millennials have to say about this? When you're talking to them, if you're if you're discussing, are they coming at you ferociously? Like, I mean, they they're, we we kind of I think we're, we're older guys. What do the younger people say about all this stuff?
4: Well, the funny thing is, the millennials are now the ones that are going to have kids are having kids. Although yep. that's actually not as many as used to Gen Z. Of so course. so the millennials yep. are starting to come to the realization, like, hey, I need food to be affordable. Okay, I need my money not to be inflated to hell. Right. The younger people, uh, what we've noticed, or at least what I've observed just anecdotally is there is nowhere near the pressure on things like gmos and pesticides that there were but a big part of that was the reason that pressure so let me tell you guys a story when i when i would tell people that i worked at monsanto uh you know you'd be at like a conference or a dinner party or something you know if you're at a conference you weren't a name badge right so i'd be talking to somebody and they'd be like oh this guy's interesting what's his name and they'd look down at my name badge and they'd see oh is his His name's got Monsanto on it. Yeah. So then they'd like pick their head up and then they'd they'd look over their left shoulder. Then they'd look over their right shoulder and then they'd go, Look, I don't have a problem with you. Oh boy. But I got a friend that really hates you, right? Yeah. And this happened over and over and over again. And what <laughs> I found was people didn't actually have that many, that much knowledge about Monsanto, yeah. or even those strong of feelings. Yeah. They just heard through the propaganda machines yeah. that everybody, millions against Monsanto, everybody hates this. And so you start to have this, I'm on the side of good or I'm on the side of right because mm-hmm. everybody I know thinks this. And so that kind of changed their perspective. Well, after um, Bear bought Monsanto, the propaganda money that was being funneled into this thing evaporated, which is why you don't see the same documentaries being made. Mm-hmm. You don't hear the same propaganda. You don't actually have this big fight about GMOs. A lot of that, in my opinion, was fed by a propaganda machine that, that was losing when Monsanto brought in their style of agriculture, whether you like it or not. Yeah. The, the, that's, that's where my perception is a lot of that. Did they sell to bear because
3: of the uh, perception of bear? I mean, of Monsanto, do you think?
4: Who knows? I, I think because they, that was so,
3: one of the most profitable companies on the planet at one time.
4: I so is that is it so possible
3: there? Yes. Yeah, well, that's true. Bear was
4: well, Bear actually yeah. viewed Monsanto as a different. So, so I my personal belief was the ability to innovate in the United States has been stripped from our companies. Monsanto, the Mm. thing that they really were was a brilliant company that did all kinds of crazy ideas and most of them didn't work, but the ones that did were blockbusters, Mm -hmm. right? But what happened along the way is as you start innovating, you start saying, um, hey, if you guys, the the people that protest against Monsanto, did the biggest favor to Monsanto that they possibly could have ever done. In fact, if Monsanto was trying to create a way for them to print money, it would be go hire protesters. Because what happened would be if you're creating a new GMO, yeah, um, it's going to cost you, let's say, a hundred million dollars to get that through the regulatory body. Yeah, all these people come out and say Monsanto's bad. You cause cancer. You should do all these things. Yeah. Monsanto will be like, you know what we'll do. We'll go ahead and add on three more years of testing, $10 million a year. So now in order to get a GMO to market, it went from $100 million to $130 million. Mm-hmm. No small new companies can do you, that. Only no. the biggest you companies can't. can do And it. that's what freaking <laughs> happens. But you know what's interesting? I have a wow. friend who works at Bayer, and he <laughs> loves the
0: guidance. He loves the direction of Bayer right now. He said they're willing to go out on a limb and try to do some new things and not just stay status quo like a lot of the companies do and act scared.
4: Yeah. And so that's what I was saying. I think the the guys that were running Monsanto were like, it's too expensive. We don't have the capital to be able to keep trying new things because every time we try and put it out, it's going to cost us so much in regulation. If there's somebody else that can come in and, and handle this, yeah. then we will. And so yeah. to me, losing Monsanto. Was one of the the losses of a great a great system of innovation? Yeah, and what we need in in the place of it is a hundred or a thousand new small companies that are coming up with new innovative ideas. Are we seeing that? What, do you see that anywhere? I, I think the regulative yeah. body in the United States makes it so the only really? way place you can innovate is on a computer screen. I mean, yeah. if they could somehow,
0: exactly. uh, damn, is, that's a good point. Is,
3: is the is Gen Zs looking for like a, a company that can invent a new style of water with? no byproduct whatsoever you sprayed on and you have the same results. That will never happen, will it? I mean,
4: it's just like... Chemistry is is what it is. (laughs) Well, there are wildly cool innovations coming in agriculture. So there's this whole new field called biologicals. So this is where you're going into the soil because we now have the ability to genetically test all kinds of things in the soil. So somebody will go take out a spoonful of soil and they'll say, what's in here? Now, some of those um, that that microbiome, the same thing that you have in your gut that Mm -hmm. determines, hey, can I process food or not? Probiotics, Mm -hmm. right? You can find uh, bacteria in that soil that automat that, that pushes away insects, mm-hmm. that 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 um, that gets rid of or creates some kind of protection or or makes that soil better able to grow roots. Yeah. And so you can find out which one of those bacteria is it. Let's grab that out, let's put it in a vat. Let's grow it up in huge quantities. And now instead of using chemistry, you're going out and you're using biology to be able to grow these crops. Yeah. So it seems like people are like, oh, yeah. I like that. And not that to mention GPS natural. systems about, and
3: the technology that people are using. Absolutely. Yeah. Just out of t- because we've been talking to you for a
0: while and there's still, what is going on with the egg prices, the egg industry? I mean, those prices are up and down and all around. Is there any reason why this is
4: happening? Mm. So the, the wild, so for people that don't know, A few months ago, egg prices, you probably didn't see it at first, but egg prices at the wholesale level, the person that is selling eggs into the system, went up to $5 a dozen, right? And then eventually you saw those prices in the grocery store. People start complaining about it. You start seeing signs in your grocery store about how expensive they were. Well, then all of a sudden the price collapsed mm-hmm. and now right now eggs are selling, uh, for about 95 cents a dozen. So you've gone from $5 down to below a dollar. It used to be that a three or five cent move in the price of eggs was like people throwing their arms up and freaking out because this was a big deal. Well, now we're watching $4 changes along, uh, in, in the eggs and people have trouble knowing why is this going on? Yeah. <laughs> One of the things that happened is there was an avian flu that went through the United States, and the government did everything they could to keep that quiet. Yeah. So you got migratory birds; they, um, you know, are are pooping as they're flying across the the plains. And if you have free range birds or birds that are out in the open, yeah. or somebody walks on that 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 and then comes into the chicken yeah. coop, you're watching millions of birds get killed. So yeah. the supply of eggs went down, and so the the amount that the price yeah. went. Now this collapse is hard to say. You know, people went away from college, so you don't have as many institutional eggs going. Do you believe there's anything nefarious
3: going on? Because our our go, our co-host over here would say it has, this is government related. Is and someone like me, I'm always looking. Which co-host is
0: that? Projo or you, Tabitha. Tabitha, <laughs> not you, of course.
3: But um, is there something? To, is the is the government trying to uh, control food sources?
4: Oh, that I don't think so. I okay. think my my perspective is as soon as the government touches it they're going to screw it okay, up. Okay, are they're they, going to make it worse. Are they maybe maybe it's not <laughs> exactly. nefarious but are they screwing up the market of eggs and f- of poultry or whatever? This is hard to say. You know, anytime one of the things I can say is they've made it so burdensome for a small egg processor to exist. The amount of paperwork you got to do, the amount you have to pay a, a like a, a low-skilled worker to be able to, to do their job. They've made it so hard that the only people that can compete are the larger and larger uh, egg producers. Okay. Now, those producers, when you only have a few, they can control the price a lot more. When you have a lot of small guys, hey, they're going to keep that price balanced because as demand goes up, they'll create more eggs. As demand goes down, they can scale back. So for me, I think it's the the regulation that, that the government puts in is causing these these situations where it's much harder for the market to react. So why oh, well.
1: can't we why can't we kill two birds with one stone and have a bunch of free range chickens eat all the insects and not have to use the chemicals? So oh. Free-range chickens. Look the big brain on him.
4: I, like, I mean, I love free-range anything. I, one of my buddies grows free-range pigs, and that is the best pork chop you will ever have. Yeah. So I, I appreciate and understand that there is something that tastes qualitatively different about having that range mm-hmm. animal, right? Mm-hmm. And, and the, I mean, everybody would want that. There's a flip side, though. Mm-hmm. When you have free-range, those are the ones that actually get diseases because they're getting exposed to migratory birds that are spreading diseases yep. around. Yep. They also have no protection. Like we've bred these birds to not be able to protect themselves from hawks. So you yep. put them out in the open and you're basically creating like a, a old country buffet for hawks <laughs> and then you just go in there and drink. true story. True story. And and then and frankly, like when you're doing free range, you also are adding different kinds of bacteria into this system, and, and we haven't been eating open-range chicken for a long time, and so you just have to adjust for that. So there's trade-offs for it. It's I'll not, tell you
3: this. I figured. There's nothing more free-range than reindeer and elk up in Alaska, and it was, it was the worst meat I've ever had. <laughs> was it really? <laughs> it was horrible. Are you sure it just wasn't the brand? I will take the corn-fed cows that they serve over here at Ruth's Chris any day. Well, <laughs> <just put that laughs> oh,
0: I'm with you on that as well. I appreciate it. <laughs> By the way, this is Cancel this, Cancel this Show.com. I'm Vic Faust with Eric Johnson. Tab of the hassle. I had to leave a little bit early projos here. And we have Vance Crow on with us, uh, telling us about his experiences when he worked with Monsanto, which is now turned into Bear. Um, he is an accomplished speaker, he's a podcaster, uh, author as well yet. No, no, no. Who, who reads books? Just use AI to write your book you're, for you. you will be su- fine. No, Seriously, You're super, super, <laughs> super popular um, with our guest, and you will be. And this will blow this this will blow out numbers because what you bring to the table is so valuable. And we always like, oh, it's like we want to know. We're knocking yeah. on the door, and you're opening it up and giving us information from somebody who's there, not a, well, this is my opinion. This is what I think is what's happening. Yeah, and And we need this. And that's why, I mean, we could take a topic each and every week, somebody did want to know are you currently still doing podcasts and how can they find your work? Mm.
4: Yeah. So I have what's called the Vance Crow podcast. It's different than what you guys are doing. You guys are on the edge of the seat. What's going on in the news today? Mine is a once a week podcast and I interview people for about an hour, hour and a half at a time. And it's on subjects that I think are interesting. So in the month of October, I did uh, memento mori, remember you will die. And I am um, interviewed everybody from the entire chain of life. So I nice. interviewed an OBGYN. What's it like when you have a baby? What's going on when new life begins all the way out to a funeral director and wow what is it like when
3: i'm watching it? that that's so freaking cool so
0: it, i told you would like this guy okay. i mean i just it's fascinating come,
3: just do your thing here once a week
4: we'll just do it together
3: <laughs> your paranormal I'm thing this brilliant. is like
4: i'm so pulled in towards I'm this n- like what you guys were doing on friday i'm i'm like a sucker for this me too <laughs> <laughs> but but i i'm a sucker what did we do last friday it, the the mud bones <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right. Here's my question to you: <laughs> oh my When God. you listen to us, when you listen to Tabitha and the in the whole GMO thing, do you think of us like oh those pe oh those people who know not what they talk about these the, these conspiracy theories that are living out there in the echo sphere? Do Do you look but at keep us- in mind he
0: had a job where he was ripped on a daily basis. I get by- it. Yeah, that is, a, that is some tough skin over there.
3: Did you look at us like, oh, you guys just don't know what you're talking
4: about. You, this compi-
3: the conspiracy theorists
4: is, oh, come on, guys. No, I, I think the thing that made me different from a lot of other people that work in the communication space is I was sitting there totally prepared to throw Monsanto under the bus yeah. if they found out something I didn't know. So yeah. I, was, I, I ultimately got to the point where I was like, where can I go? that somebody can give me a complaint or a problem that I can't find an answer to, mm-hmm. right? Because all the easy ones, the ones that I thought when I first came in and, and uh, interviewed for them, they were like, look, we've got the studies. Let me show you how we do the yeah. testing. Let me show you. So I kept going. So I made it all the way up to MIT. Mm-hmm. And I was like wow. at the highest levels of academia saying, if you have a question, if you know something about this, I don't know, yeah. then I want to know. But if I've already heard the answer to this and I know that what you're, you're putting forward has already been answered, uh-huh. then I'm going to try and answer that. Yeah. So as long as you keep an open mind and you say, I am not right about this, I'm not yeah. trying to prove you guys right or wrong. Yeah. All I'm trying to do is be like, let's get through the questions that we know we can get answered yeah. and let's find out if there's one. That's why like, when when he jumps in and says, hey, what about free range chicken? What yeah. about these things? I'm open to it. Yeah. I want as many tough questions as I can get because mm-hmm. I don't give a shit if hey, yeah. Monsanto's doing something bad. Let's get out. And you'll make a, a million, million dollars off head. your book. <laughs> Exactly, right? Exactly. exactly. Hey, by the <laughs> way,
0: uh, just because I want to promote you the best way possible, can you take a step to your right really quick Sure. and then bring the mic with
4: you? Yeah. Because I wanted people to see legacy. Interviews. I was afraid I broke the thing when we first started. No, no, like, we broke I'm not, not touching anything. No, this is yeah.
0: information that's out there. Projo took care of it and we're glad that we were able to make that work. Um, can you talk to us about legacy interviews? Because when you and I had a chance to talk off live air of this podcast, uh, you told me what you're doing. I think it's fantastic and I think people would love to jump in with this product and the service that you're offering to people.
4: Man, thank you so much for the chance to talk about it. This has been my life's passion. I, um, What I have discovered is that there are so many people out there that they want to capture their family history and give future generations the opportunity to know that history. So what I do is I record individuals and couples in my podcast studio. I have a whole video set up and I get people in there talking about, hey, what was it like when you were growing up? What was your career like? Hey, what awesome. challenges did you have in your Love marriage? That. You know, what? how did yeah. parenting go? What did you learn along the way? Mm-hmm. And what wisdom do you want to make sure gets captured? Yeah. Because a lot of times now people are having kids Uh, at a much older age. So if you're in your 30s, hey, grandma and granddad might not be their sharpest. They might not have all these stories when the kids come of age and they really want to know their grandkids are, are old enough to understand. And so what I'm trying to do is to give people the opportunity to really pass down their family history. And you know, you think about this, there have been a lot of studies that have shown that a, a child that knows who they are in their family, what their family stories are, yep. how do, how they overcame problems, they're going to be way less likely to get pulled into all the, the bullshit that you guys were You're talking right. about before. To, because what those kids are is they're lost and they're looking for somebody to tell them, how do I fit into this world? So my work is really about trying to make it so um grandparents parents can pass that knowledge on so future generations feel a part of a long fabric could you imagine if you had a video vic I, of your great I, great great, I I great, great grandfather, grandfather. When he
0: was when he was talking, yeah, talking from the night from I 1904
3: <laughs> <laughs> i do talking right to you
0: yeah son i, I do daughter How do people contact you for this? Because um, you're not originally from St. Louis. You've been here from central Illinois Mm -hmm. and you're coming into the area. And of course, we're trying to promote the hell out of you um, and, and do what we can to help you out. I mean, you've been terrific for our podcast today as well.
4: Well, so the easiest way is just to go to legacyinterviews.com. You know, I think there'll be um, a a lot there that people can take in about the different ways that we do it, whether you want to do it with just one parent or you want both parents to do it together. You want to do a half day, you want to do a full day and uh, and just start playing with the idea. Just start saying, hey, what would it be like to hand to my children or my grandchildren a video and really think about that and what what investment would you be willing to have to be able to get a video of your great grandfather telling you about his life? Yeah. So it's, it's really having people start to, to think about what is that investment worth to me? Yeah, that's awesome. So everything to me,
0: when, so when is this usually, is it while your grandparents are still with you? Mm. Is it, is it up to the individual parents to give whatever they want to give when they give it? So people
4: uh, oftentimes people buy it as a gift for mom and dad or for their grandparents. And then when we record the interview, uh, what we do is we then give the interview to whoever recorded it. So if grandma and granddad interviewed, then we're giving it to them, even if somebody else gave it to them as a gift. And then it's up to them where they want to share it. Now, what we've heard from people that have done these, we've done, um, quite a few of them, almost a hundred at this point, what people have said is it is a beautiful experience to the, when Thanksgiving is around oh, oh, we clear God. off the plates yeah. we sit down we put the video on because mm-hmm. granddad's going to tell stories to, to me that he might not tell to the kids yeah he's going to grandma's going to answer questions about how hard it was to have those children or what kind of experiences she had along the way that you maybe wouldn't think to ask her so they watch it and they describe it as being like the best holiday they've ever had in their yeah. lives oh man because
0: like, no, what we have, I'm getting emotional I, thinking about it. I lost it right my now. mom.
4: I lost my sister.
3: I can, I can completely tangibly relate to what he's saying. If you have a video that your sister, yours, or your mom or your dad was talking directly at you using your name, not like going through scrolling through pictures on Facebook, this is a different experience altogether. Did you guys know that the new thing is AI? is they're going to come in and they're going to capture your parents' personality, their voice, their look, and you're going to actually be able to sit down one day and talk to them as they might talk to you with the right advice that they might give
4: you. Is that crazy? I mean, I think AI is going to do some pretty wild things. I have a, a buddy that's uh, actually a farmer out in uh, Montana. He said he thinks that this age will be the least photographed time in our in our history. And, and I was like, you know, why? What do you mean? He's like, we have so many photos how are you going to know which photos are the most valuable? It used to be that you were printing off a photo. It mm-hmm. took you 35 cents. So you knew mm-hmm. that photo was going to be yeah. something worthwhile. You yeah. stuck it in a book. And now imagine you trying to find a photograph just of the last couple of weeks, right? Yeah. You got to scroll and scroll and scroll. Yeah. So you want to try and find a way like, how am I going to make it so that these photographs or this video yeah. is set apart? And that is an important thing to think about mm-hmm. because really, we're creating our own noise of like, oh, let me get another photo and another photo yeah. and another photo. Yeah. Hard to, hard, hard to sort through. Exactly. What about
0: AI in the ag industry?
4: Oh, this is happening right now. So so um, most of the work of an agronomist, so that's the person that stops by your farm and says, hey, I'm looking at what you guys are doing here. And, you know, you may want to add some fertilizer at this time or you may want to do this. Most agronomists, half of them, are below average, right? So all you got to do is create an AI that's better, th- that's f- at 50% as good as the best one that's out there, Jeez. and you've now outcompeted competed all the bottom 50%. <laughs> about that which you could do right now probably yeah and so (laughs) what's going to be valuable is um there's a really neat company out there this 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 is a this is a company we should insider trading stuff this is there's a company out there called uh farmtest.ai okay so what this farm this company has done is they said hey if you go to monsanto and they say hey show me the trials that show your corn crop is better than this other company's corn crop What's Monsanto's trials always gonna show? They're gonna show ah oh, yeah, we're a little bit we yeah. have a little bit more yield, our corn's a little bit stronger. Right. Or, or like, hey, if we use this fertilizer, we use this mm-hmm. pesticide, which one's a little bit better than the competitor? What he does is he takes the same data that you're using on your planter and on your combine, mm-hmm. and he lets you run side-by-side scientific trials that allow you to do control groups, like, hey, we're not going to use pesticide here, and now we are going to use it here. And then at the end of the year, it calculates, was that worth it? Yeah. So when you have this testing methods in there, you won't need some like big brain guy around. You'll be able to input that into the computer, and it'll be able to start telling you, on these fields you should use this fertilizer you should use this um, pesticide you should plant these corn yeah and they're going to be more and more productive so that company is that's that's nobody's talking about that company that is a very big deal okay
3: there we go let's i got what? 20 bucks let's go throw some money at <laughs> <with> this
0: <laughs> we'll talk to vance get bringing things back a little bit more serious tabitha brought a little bit of this up um um, you came up, did you grow up on a
4: farm? By the way, I grew up, uh, just about three blocks from a dairy farm. So I was the kid that was hired to go bale hay and walk beans, but I was in town. I was a townie. Okay. You are a townie. You
0: understand the farming industry. You got into it. You made a living with it. Um, what do you see happening with American farmers, smaller farmers? Are, are they, are they making it? What's happening? <laughs>
4: Well, you know, you mentioned inflation a couple of days ago and you were talking about that's going to impact our children or grandchildren. So it's impacting people right now in a huge way. And, the, and the, what happens with inflation is it floods all the way to the edges of our culture and then it starts coming back. And when yep. it comes back, the first waves are a little big and then the next ones are huge. And what's mm-hmm. going on is when coronavirus happened. The farmers weren't even asking for money, but the government started pumping it out there. Mm-hmm. What happens then is all of a sudden land prices shoot up, right? And now everybody's got more money, so you can pay more money for that ground. So when the land comes up for auction, money keeps going up. All the equipment prices keep going up, keep going up, all the inputs. So what happens is you end up having it where the small guy can't stay small. Because you can, if you have more acreage, then you can sell more corn, but for a lower margin, uh-huh. right? And yes. so now all of a sudden, anybody that was trying to make that work by having just a small acreage mm-hmm. and just, just it, it won't work. Yeah. So inflation causes consolidation in the market. Yeah. And it, and so it, one of the most pernicious things, this is why I say when the government touches it, yeah. No matter what their intentions are, good, bad, or indifferent, Mm. they're going to mess it up. And that's what's happening to small farms. They have heavy regulation. The inflation is just killing them because while they may get a check from the government, their neighbor that's bigger than them gets a bigger check from the government. Yeah. And and so the small farms are being pushed out by, by the very regulations that the government's saying are helping. They're like, I'm helping. And they're holding them under the water. It's all ebb and flow. And now you have this drought in the middle of the
3: country to worry about. You have uh, inflation to worry about. You have eggs not probably. Where's the light at the end of this tunnel? Do you see it? Do you see? Because you're right there. You, you're you looking at the whole landscape. Is there a light at the end of this tumble? Do we come out of it? Okay. Or is,
4: I mean, does the whole industry change from this point forward? The best thing that all of us can hope for is innovation, right? This podcast right here is innovation. Mm -hmm. You guys are like, Hey, I got canceled. I'm going to create my own studio. I'm going to figure out how to do this where I don't need a big FM radio tower out there. I'm going to do something different. So as things collapse, what grows up in its place oh. is just like after a yeah. wildfire. Right. And so, to me, the best thing that can happen is get past the chaos and start letting things grow. Yeah. And and don't allow the things that keep things from growing, which are rules and uh, government intervention. Clear those away and make it so people can do what they need to do. Yeah.
0: Can we keep you just for a few more minutes? Do you have time. I
4: yeah, I'm happy to stay. Yeah, yeah. I, I have... just want to
0: make sure not to be selfish. It's it's very popular. People are there. Can you can you talk about and obviously we're throwing you on the spot. I mean, I'm not,
4: not going to hurt my feelings. Okay.
0: Uh, Bill Gates buying farmland, your thoughts, things of that nature, what's going on with him? What do you think the outcome is your thoughts?
4: Well, so this is where I am torn, right? So I am absolutely a free marketeer. I, yes. I believe like we are too. You Shouldn't tell somebody whether they can or can't, but it is a very real thing for these large institutions to be taking their money and buying land. But here's why they're doing it, right? They're doing it because they're looking at the value of the dollar and they know the value of the dollar is going down and they know there is no more land. You can't just go create more land. So if you know the value of your dollar is gonna be 10% less next year, why wouldn't you go buy land? And in fact, it benefits you to buy land yeah. as quickly as you can mm-hmm. because it's going to cost you more dollars tomorrow and yeah. more dollars tomorrow. And so the when I look at that, I, I really strongly uh, dislike it. I, how do you stop it? I, you know, I don't know. You legislate I, I, it. You have to
3: legislate. It's like this Black Rock stuff that we keep talking but about. But then that's
4: legis. Here. I know, but then that's also because it's being
3: free market. Yeah, but I, we legislate uh, OSHA. We legislate all kinds of stuff. We do. You you protect but, the consumer or the the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few kind of stuff. Anyway, but you're right. That about almost that. gets into socialism. It doesn't get into. Well, you know what? It gets into protectionism. Right, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a protectionism. Correct? I'm a believer
4: that anytime the government touches something, they yeah. make it worse. So yeah, as soon as a- you start saying like, we're going to regulate it, what's going to happen is Bill Gates is going to pay a bunch of attorneys yeah. to figure out how he can get around it. And you, the little farmer, the little egg producer, the little cattle rancher yeah. doesn't have those attorneys right. and you're not going to be able to get around it. Right. I guess the free market does uh, take care of everything.
3: But if you don't legislate things, if you want to say Bill Gates is going in there buying everything, mm-hmm. can China go in there and buy
4: everything? Uh, this is another uh-huh. big, big challenge, right? You know, do you allow Legislate foreigners? It. Legislate it. <laughs> no, uh, well, I, I think it's fair. You. That's fair. But let's look at something real here, which is there used to be six ag companies. Three of them were United States companies, right? Mm-hmm. There is now four ag companies, and only one of them is American. Boom.
0: Okay, wait a second. Can you explain that Come again on. for our no. viewers and listeners? Yeah, so, so
4: there that used that to be, pissed me off. That's the encore. Yeah, so... so <laughs> Like this is a big, big, big fucking deal. That uh, when, when, and, and Trump was in office, he was the one that that said, "Yeah, I'm gonna let this go through." But what happened was. All these companies started looking yeah. down the road and they said, it is too expensive to innovate. We can't. The the amount of regulation we have to do. So what are we going to do? We're going to sell because if you have a whole bunch of stuff, you have pharmaceuticals, you have other other parts of your business, you can lean on that when you can't innovate in yeah. ag. So what yeah. they started doing was they put up for sale. <laughs> so there used to be... Um, uh, Dow, which then became Dow DuPont. There used to be Monsanto, which was bought by Bayer. There used to be, um, pioneer, right? Which mm-hmm. was, um, which, uh, so I'm starting to get the names mixed and up, but they they were created into be Corteva Syngenta, which is a Chinese company bought up, uh, um, Oh, what it was the other American company. So the, I, I'm, it's been so long since I've talked about this. No, we get it. No we're getting it. so there's <laughs> there's a, a german company th- mm-hmm. that bear that now owns what was monsanto a chinese company owns what what was another american company the only one that's left was corteva which like so and the rest are austrian companies so right. like we are we, the american ag industry it went through such a fundamental shift about four years Cargill. ago and the american had yeah. no idea no they're they're a processor they're not a seed okay. processor. yeah no, they had no so, idea. but, but what there we is it. There's a rub in there.
3: Is it, it, it? What's the policy? Do you allow foreign countries to come in here and be? You know, it seems like just I mean, the getting back to basics. You you produce your own food. You produce your own energy, and then that's where we. You can make legislation like that that says American companies
4: we till american land is that too simplistic so what i think is the most important thing we've we've touched on it but we haven't really said it Mm -hmm. is if you fix the money then you fix the world yeah right now what we have is a government that anytime they need to pay one of their bills they just print more money which is effectively just steals future value from people okay and so until we fix the money the regulations won't matter The like yeah. the, the Chinese are just using the dollars that we're printing out, you know, with that printer yeah. and they're turning around and buying that, uh, buying land with it. Same mm-hmm. thing with Bill Gates until okay. we fix the money. We are going to watch continued consolidation. Vans, the Gen Zers. Yeah, know Vans, this? get
0: out of here. I feel bad. We've yeah. kept you so long. <laughs> well, we I've started, had a
4: blast guys. This we, has been really We fun.
0: started late with you and we appreciate your patience. Super, super entertaining, fascinating, educational. And, um, we'll get you back on. I'll talk to you. I know you got to get out of here. You got other things to do in your life. Uh, once again, it's legacyinterviews.com, legacyinterviews.com. Check them out, give them a call, talk to Vance to see what you could do for yourself, your family, your children. Also, how can people find your podcast again?
4: It's just the uh, Vance Crow podcast. Okay. It's good stuff. No, it really is. Vance, is we good love you. Stuff. Man. I'll catch up
0: with you. We had had a blast. It. Yeah, man.
4: Thanks, guys. Thank this you, man. I deal. appreciate it. Thanks. All
0: right. I feel bad because yeah, I didn't even ask him about what else he needed to do. He's already here about 45 minutes not our not our problem
3: but you know what <laughs> the information is fantastic it is so it you know it, it, so when you were listening to him did it dispel some of the conspiracies that were here in mind and then they created other conspiracies um, i had a chance when i was
0: talking slash yeah. vetting with vance yeah. in the meantime i was like oh okay that's why i told people he's gonna be a great guest." Yeah.
3: you know what i like about be. myself the most <laughs> what you ready for this <laughs> Is that I feel like my mind is pliable. That I, if I hear something that makes me change my mind, I'm not going to come at you with a argument. I'm not going to come at you with a debate. I'm going to go, interesting. Okay. Because you have a $100 bill for anything that can change your mind. Right. And I'm not disparaging Tabitha. <laughs> I'm not disparaging Tabitha. But Tabitha, never, her mind is like a an anvil. It's like closed. It's like, it's like a vice grips. It's like you can't get it apart. I think that the thing I like about myself the most, if I was in a job interview right now, is my mind is always amenable to everything that comes in front of it. I love it, man. I do. I really do. I do. Um, except flat earthers, because I know the damn I know the answer to that. There is no such thing as a flat I mean, Projo You better not look at me like there's no, a but damn. But here's flat the thing. You no, I'm it. with you on
0: the flat earth. So. You make, thank Here's you, the thank thing. You. My flat Earth guy. Yeah. Who we we're supposed to have for tomorrow? He he went silent he's dead i don't know we i started talking about having this super guest on and now he's not he's out well look let me be honest with we're, you. we're having to switch gears really quick now I'm, I'm i'm wondering about tomorrow
3: you got this 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 whole internet facebook garbage sucks balls because yesterday i was i was watching this thing where there was an explosion <laughs> on the moon and i bought into it i, was I like, did, did did you no, see that? that's not true i know I know. Now I know, but I was fascinated by, what the hell was that that just blew? And then it comes out, the guy that produced the video goes, this is exactly how I produced this video with After Effects and whatever. I go, I'm a sucker. Which gets into the, Which gets into the AI situation. Yeah, but Russia, Russia comes out now and says the whole moon landing was a fake. You guys know that, right? I did not know that Russia said it. Yeah, but we've been talking. Yes, well, it was a legitimate news source, and they said, "Yeah, you guys were had the the whole." We knew it all the time, but we just—I don't know why we didn't tell you guys. But and now you start to wonder. My problem is, is that so much stuff that you think that's 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 conspiracy theory comes out to be true and the whole stuff that you think is like well that's not a conspiracy comes out to be false and then it's false I, that's my biggest problem with this whole world right now is if you can't just go and look you can't go to the encyclopedia britannica anymore and just expect it to be you true can't,
0: and it's only going to get worse which is what this country yeah.
3: actually not just this country yeah. but this world has turned into
0: um which is why you have to really know and trust and do the research and find educational sources that you can educate yourself with. If you don't, you're going to be in trouble. Yeah. Um, oh, Dave says get Dave Weiss or Eric Dubay for your flat earth. Oh, God. Maybe if it's not too late, that we're talking about the day before and we got to mm-hmm. get that stuff together for tomorrow's uh, cast. So, what morning. is
3: it? We're like uh, a big plate floating around in the. <laughs> if what are what i i'm just all i'm saying i mean even a flat earth has you know has dimension to it it's not it wouldn't be flat you could still fly around the thing you would think what's on the bottom of it there are several questions when
0: i look at and i'm not some conspiracy theory guy yeah but there are questions that can't be answered and I'm like, I'm a science guy, and I'm like, whoa,
3: whoa. Okay, but but put in the back of your mind on Friday when we had the mud the mud hens or whatever the <laughs> yeah, hell it was that I can't believe about. he was listening to that show. <laughs> the, the, the mud rocks, the mud fossils. Mud people. Mud peoples or whatever it is. <laughs> Think about how stupid we sounded whenever we, whenever we were talking to a paleontologist and he looked at us like... Um. Yeah, those are rocks. <laughs> he goes, no, I'm a, I'm a, I'm pretty sure that we. His
0: quote was, "I've been doing this yeah. for 25 years, <laughs> Tabitha."
3: It's like when it's. I feel he must have been thinking the same. I feel when I when I go. No, Led Zeppelin is definitely better than Lizzo, <laughs> and I'm trying to explain that to an eight year old.
0: Led versus Lizzo.
3: <laughs> now I'm, I'm telling you. Look, you you, can't, you just gotta trust me on this one. Led Zeppelin is seriously better than Britney Spears. <laughs> <laughs> don't know. I don't need to argue about it. It just is what it is.
0: Um, and by the way, we appreciate you watching us for cancel the show, cancel this show.com Monday through Friday, eight to 10 AM central time. And of course, all the time on our website at cancel this Um, we will find a way to, um, get our man back in the studio, Vance Crow, check him out. Um, I can't, I'm going to go check out his studio too, just to see what he's got going oh God, on over yeah. there.
3: Man, I'm telling you what, no doubt about it. And Look, are you are, in no way, shape or form? Am I afraid of Tucker Carlson coming back on and doing a podcast? Because because our friend Joe Rogan is 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 uh, quoted on national news more than anybody else, and so is Bill Maher for that matter. So if Tucker comes out and does something, I'm telling you what he will be very visible. No, he is. It, he will be very. I'm glad,
0: visible. but I know you still thought he would have been better with a network. Well,
3: let me just it. say this: it, the problem with the network stuff is when you when you're when you're brought up as an ABC, CBS, NBC, even Fox News, it has, a, it has an air of legitimacy to it. To, yeah, it does. To people. I, I get it. But if you're on Twitter.com, podcast, whatever, and you're Tucker Carlson, all right, let's give that a shot. Let's no, see how it,
0: that works. The possibilities are endless. They really are. There's over 2 million podcasts in operation right now. They're all over the place. But when you start looking, and this is what's fascinating about this, Eric, and you're a marketing guy, and I said that instead earlier, the number one reason why people are going to podcast is so they can learn new things. Mm-hmm. Like overwhelmingly, yes. they want insider information and the entertainment. The second part of this is the last, I think it was Emerson who did the research on this. People who watch podcast almost at a 70% clip are more likely not only to listen to advertisements and who those companies are getting behind your
3: podcast, but actually purchase when they need that product. You don't even know the truth of it because I was one of them, I was like, Oh my God, how cute these little 16 year olds out of California are doing a podcast on skateboarding. That's adorable. Yeah. Well, I, I, I found out <laughs> later that they had probably 20 times more audience than the radio show I was doing. Yes. And I was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> and they had two skateboard companies paying them money to promote their product. I was like going, okay that's not cute anymore that's real business that's, it's genius it's not adorable it's it's like screw you
1: i think a lot of people are just sick of scripted media you it know is. what i mean so because you they're, can't
3: they're they're searching the for trust something factor that's real
0: but it's the bingo the trust factor right the trust factor and everything which is what we try to do at cancel this in regards to just having the conversations i don't think we're controversial at all never have been no
3: as, we 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 come across as dumbass asking questions. No, Eric. Well not you. Eric Collins. <laughs> I speak for myself. <laughs>
0: I'm not even going to enter tab into the, we just, to, the conversation.
3: We're, we're, we're play-by-play guy. You're play-by-play. I'm the color guy. I just look, can't believe sometimes what the football teams are doing on the field when it comes to politics. It's like, you got to be kidding me.
0: As Lizzie said, Tucker's going to be fine wherever he is. Um, one yes. of the things that we started the show with was before we got into the long interview um, was the fact that now, allegedly, a Fox board member has told why Fox was firing Tucker, and what was, was that
3: what was the reason
0: the lawsuit with the dominion hmm. voting situation well, makes sense it's a and, that's a
3: billion dollar lawsuit
0: and, and that's and, what i said it makes a whole lot of sense if that is true now the problem is this is the fact that the contract that tucker has which they're trying to quote, keep him quiet on uh at allegedly 20 million dollars a year which runs through 2025 is the fact that you have to operate in good faith if your said company which is fox they blew it They released private videos, text messages, conversations of him. Now they're trying to say, well, it was somebody at Dominion who did this. It doesn't matter. It is with Fox. That's their problem. That's why they're not going to want to go to court on this. They do not want... Their product is already taking a big hit, will continue to take a big hit. I do think we're going to hear Tucker talking sooner rather than later. I know that's still kind of open-ended, but I, honest to God, we're not talking about six months to a year. No, I think it's because way before then.
3: Yeah, but but even, why would Tucker want to talk about it? Because, it, you know, it's true. It's like, yeah, I made these weird texts. Why does he want to promote that? You know, it, or whatever it was. They were what, trying to, yeah, they, they were they, trying to beat him down. This, so basically the story is like, Fox was trying to get rid of me. They had some texts. They held it over my head. I was blackmailed into getting out of there. I got out of there. Uh, Fox News, you know, corporation. He, he was definitely the black sheep of that family. Well, yeah, no he, doubt about it. Yeah, every time he did guest segment with one of the other shows he looked out of place like he did not like them whatsoever and that's fine greg gutfeld it didn't look like he liked him much (laughs) brian Kilme didn't look like he liked him very much he looked at him like they were a bunch of dorks
0: regardless of the entire situation and there's always interpersonal relationships and interactions yes there are in newsrooms especially big newsrooms like that people coming and going the money even bigger there's egos there's all kinds of crap that's going on the bottom line is it's not about feelings it's about facts it's not about uh, making somebody feel good it's about making money it is what it is
3: yeah Fox needed- Tucker
0: was making more of it than anybody and he's gonna make a whole lot of it for himself and other people as soon as he gets back on
3: air. It seems like they definitely got rid of a lot of people with some nefarious behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, Bill O'Reilly was making those guys a fortune. And then uh, Elise Weald, I think, as his producer or something like that, came up with the sexual, you know, aggravated... Whatever it was, it's not good. But they did use it to get rid of O'Reilly. And now they have these texts that came out to get rid of Tucker. It's I think that they use... It's like they don't want to fire him. They don't want to alienate the audience. But they'll, they'll want to get rid of them, so they use these little they're offshoot pro- yeah. things. You yeah, know? they're
0: screwed. They're screwed right now. That's why their audience is going down. That's why you do see Newsmax OAN going up. The fact that they are trying to hold him, and more information is going to leak, and they're going to put the pressure on. They will. If uh, I Tucker's, was CNN. Tucker's attorney is a genius. He's yeah. putting the pressure on right now.
3: If I was CNN and I wanted to make a quick uh, billion dollars off of advertising, I would fire everybody on CNN. I would come out with I would I would bring <laughs> I would bring uh I'd be uh, bring uh, Darth Vader's voice. Certainly vo- the woman that interviewed Trump last I'd night. I'd bring Darth Vader's voice back and I would say the leader and the most trusted name. and and I'd say James Earl yeah, Jones. I would say we're done with this. We apologize for the last uh, era of CNN and we are going to be right down the middle. If you find out and I would even have a text line for the audience. If you find out that we did something that was un that was biased. We want you to text in, and we will somehow incorporate it as an interactive part of CNN. Because what we want to do is we want to do Edward R. Murrow's style of broadcasting. Because they could do that, and they could destroy Fox with that. And then they would. And then the only way you do editorial at night, Vic, is you do the the crossfire that, uh, way of doing it, the point counterpoint, where you have two people on set debating each other uh, I that's know. it i get it you have a chance to be a billion dollar company again it matthew says fox acts like trump
0: doesn't exist between that and the way they did tucker i now act like fox doesn't exist well said matthew
3: the most trusted name in news
0: and not <laughs> we are done hey guys we appreciate you jumping in today for cancel this cancel this show.com terrific podcast we love it we're here Monday through Friday 8 to 10 a.m. live uh, tomorrow's our free for all conspiracy theory Friday paranormal we'll find something uh, I've got a couple things in the hopper now
3: well, give, us a, give
0: us a little hot tease I, I, I don't well there's three of them so I'm to do it We'll see if we still have if I can find somebody else flatter. Are they we'll ghosties? See. Any ghosties? You know what? If I could get him to come and talk about it, I do have something else. Hey, to what my ghost wise? My
3: office door did shut behind me last night. Oh dear God! Office door where at your now at my house? But Not again! It shut behind. A- but we're in the time of the year when you have doors open in other parts of the house. I'll say that it could have been just a suction thing ghost easers let that be the
0: end hey by the way thank you lizzie uh for taking care of everything on the chat lines today the live chat lizzie does it like nobody else uh Projo, thank you for adjusting great job eric johnson tab of the hassle i'm vic faust guys thanks for joining us for this podcast may 11th we'll see you tomorrow